What is going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Xbox Ultimate Podcast, episode number 91. Yes, the gaming season news time has finally come upon us. Uh, we are excited now. We got lots to talk about. We got lots of hype. It started off yesterday. We got gifts, uh, a la Sony PlayStation's uh, State of Play to the Xbox world. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. We're going to be discussing what kind of we want to see from Xbox Bethesda Showcase, all this kind of fun stuff. So I want to say thank you to the chat for being here nice and early. And we, Hey, guys, guess what? We got a special guest here as well. He's been here a couple times before. One of the most famous people now on the internet with his uh, with his funny videos and jokes galore. This dude is amazing, and we're super honored to have him on the show. None other than Mag. What's up, Mag? How's it going, dude? What's going on, guys? I'm so excited to be here tonight, honestly. And you know what? I've already been screaming for an hour because uh, I was on a podcast just before this, and I'm uh, I'm passing through here. I got a couple things I wanted to say. Uh, I haven't seen some of you guys in a while. I mean, I see you guys. I listen to you guys all the time. But uh, it's nice to actually be able to talk to you guys, you know, as opposed to yelling to my cell phone while I'm doing laundry going, Pong, you're wrong, you know? <laughs> uh, but now I can actually Happens say a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways guys we got we got a lot to talk about we got a very short period of time to get it done so let's get into the show and uh let's get right into it yeah mag's got big plans we were all discussing it before the show what is going to be happening with him tonight um while we're all get, getting some uh gaming news going uh there may be other things that can be taking place with the mac tonight so we're, uh, wow. we're gonna let him uh, have fun. some fun tonight uh at, after the show he's gonna be with us for a short time uh, about the same length as his other entertainment for the for the for the uh, rest of the night wow so, okay um, let's take it easy there and by the way a shout out to itchy Balsack in the in the chat he yes. was actually in the he was actually in the chat in the other one and he came over here when this show started he's like the mag is back again and i'm like yeah that's right i'm here and kylo milo just came over too yeah Meg, will you Meg, will you be wearing the Spider-Man outfit tonight? I just gotta ask. Are you crazy? <laughs> okay, first of all, you know what that Spider-Man outfit it's is? It's not a web fluid. It's an under you know those you know those uh, under armor things that the the, the athletes yeah. wear or whatever? Yeah. Um I found it in like a thrift store and it's like a like an extra small, so I bought it for my son. <laughs> yeah. And my son's nine okay, my son's nine years old. And I'm like, right. and I, I said to him, I go, Can I borrow? Yeah, I go, you know that shirt I bought you? And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, Can I borrow that for like 10 minutes? <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> Was like, I mean, he's only nine, and he's like, What is this guy gonna do with that tiny shirt? I stretched that thing on so hard. I thought I was going to die. Like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. That's awesome. I was just man. like, <gasps> oh, press shit. record. And now it's going <laughs> to smell like dad. So he's never going to wear it again. I probably. already washed it. I already washed it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it would never enter his room ever yeah. again. You're absolutely right. You know, kids all think we're gross, right? So it's like, well, we, you know, we are gross. We're, we're that's, that's true. <laughs> That's Speak true. for yourself. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> well, Pong does look well scrubbed. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Thank you. He's, Thank yeah, you. he's 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 well groomed. Um, it still has hair. What's that all about? How old are you, Pong? How do you still have hair? Forty-seven, brother. Forty-seven. Okay, I'm, I'm forty-seven too, and I, I'm already getting sunspots <laughs> on my head. I look yeah. like one of those. You know, like those old people you see with. With yeah. the walkers. My grandpa I'm, used to have them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah fantastic. <laughs> I guess I'm a, all right. uh, Wonderful. Yeah, uh, I, th I think I think Pong's taking advantage of all those manscaped uh uh discounts that are flying around there from from all the podcasts and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I know how, he's getting twenty yes. percent off every podcast he watches. That's why he's so well groomed. <laughs> 
Uh, shout out to Vic the Click. Hit us early with a very generous $5 super chat. What's up, Vic? Hope you're having a good night, man. Said, what's up, ladies and guys? And nice to see the mag back to back. Absolutely. Wow, it's so funny how many people from that chat followed me over. <laughs> yeah. Because they're saying, hey, where can we find you? And I'm like, well, I said, actually, right now, I've got to go over to my uh, to the other show over at Mavs uh, Fun Speculation. And then the, I guess I took half the chat. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, probably Axel. so pissed. Uh, they're probably so pissed. They're like, oh, my God, why did he do that? Why did he say that? <laughs> oh, that's great. It's all right. You bring you bring the you bring the audience a maga every every, hey, every time Russell, everywhere you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Love love these guys. Oh, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for leaving the other show and tuning in with us, guys. I appreciate it, chat. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Shout out to Axel and those guys are great, great guys over there. Um, all right. So hey, let's get into some of this. Right, we had the Sony State of Play yesterday. We finally. Oh wait, hold on. Fuck. I'm right. gonna do intro. I'm sorry. Well, Mag's only got a certain amount of time. I'm sorry. Okay. It's fine. Hey, I'm good. First in my heart, lovely wife Caitlin. How you doing, baby? Hey, I'm doing good. Let's go. <laughs> fuzzy Belvedere. They always fuzzy. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Not bad. The one and only realist himself, Jasper Gaming. What's up, dude? Or oh, sorry, Lord Jasper. Now, fuck. Do, do Actually. Do I just say hi and like get the show going, or do I like actually do an introduction? I don't care. We'll do I don't it doesn't want. matter. Let's just get going. Fong, what, how you doing? What, what, the, what the hell is that behind Mag? Is that one of those oh, things well, we were talking about earlier before we went? Yeah, live? it was. Oh, I, he escaped. It's my is hairless that shaved. Um, it's a shaved. That's it's a, a shaved. He's a hairless. Ah. Uh, he's a hairless blue sphinx. Very rare. Nice. Uh, all right, buddy, get out of here. Beautiful. It took uh, three. It took three <laughs> years to find one. Wow. I'm not kidding. Three years. And uh, they are Egyptian, obviously. And uh, yeah, they're very, very rare. And uh, we were on a waiting list and it took uh, two years. Well, two years and like eight months to wow. finally get one. Yeah. And Damn. his name is Gizmo because of the ears. I wanted to name him Yoda, but my wife wouldn't let me. So she's like, no, we're naming him Gizmo. I'm like, you know what? It's still 80s. That still rocks. I'm going to go with we'll go with Gizmo. So it's all good. Right it's on. just because of those ridiculous ears. So hopefully you don't have so, gremlins start popping up around your house. Well, I don't feed them after midnight and uh, and I don't get them wet. Okay. Uh, but the other thing <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gizmo. But, well, I'm sorry. That's well, I'm not even going to say it on this show. No. What I was about to say. But uh, anyways, uh, 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 chat, if you happen to see this freaky thing walking behind me and it's not an axe murder, it's just my cat. All right. So don't get freaked out. Right on. And then we have the encyclopedia of gaming dating back to the very first game ever created. The one and only Pong Soul. What's up, Pong? I'm actually here on time tonight, fam. It's good to be here. Perfect night. Because we got Mag showing up for a short bit, so let's get down to business. Mag's on short of time, so let's uh, let's just do this. Yeah, he's got he's got hairless cats walking around. He's he's ready to get ready to get at that. Now, Mag, <laughs> uh, we got the uh, we we just had the PlayStation Showcase happen yesterday. Xbox fans around the world are rejoicing because we got some pretty cool news uh, regarding Street Fighter Six is returning to Xbox. We also had Resident Evil Four. Remake was announced. It's coming to Xbox as well. We got a release date for Callisto Protocol coming to Xbox as well this year, December the second as well. Yes. So uh, some pretty good news yesterday. A good kickoff to the start of the whole gaming news uh, week and a half or so coming up. Uh, we have um, the eleventh just got announced. Future Game Showcase is going to have forty plus games, and one of the people mentioned there was Xbox as well. So. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome, baby. What did you take away from uh, the goodies that we got for Xbox at the uh, State of Play yesterday? Here's the thing. 
it's great to see that those games are going to be third party. And that's great for us because you know what the thing is? We are informed people, right? We know what's actually going on out there mm-hmm. or whatever. But I will say one thing. Shout out to Sony for, for what I would like to say as owning, um, basically owning third party games. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that what they do is that they're actually like people actually believe that those games are Sony games. Right, they believe that they're exclusive to the uh, to the platform, to the console, whatever. Right, so it's really amazing for that. However, did I just go off the air? No, no you're, you're here. No, you're here. Oh, there we go. Sorry, my screen my screen went blank for a second. <clears throat> uh, anyways, what I was trying to say is that it's great for Xbox players because we're actually going to be getting those games. Um, the thing is, don't get any obviously don't get any hopes up that they're going to show up in Game Pass because that's not going to happen. Because if they got Sony marketing deals, obviously they'll never come to Game Pass. Uh, which is fine. I mean, you can purchase it wherever you want. What I'm interested to see, though, is I want to see if there's any next-gen implementation on the PlayStation side. For example, I'd like to bring up uh, is that uh, like Hogwarts Legacy, right? Hogwarts Legacy is coming out in the fall. It's coming out for Xbox, coming out for PlayStation. Now, what's interesting, uh, interested, interested me, and now it's making me lean towards the PlayStation side, is the fact that they're they're adding in all these things like 3D spatial audio sa- uh, audio sound coming out of the the the, the, the controller. Uh, the controller is gonna glow the color of the house colors that that you picked. Uh, haptic feedback and all kinds of stuff with the spells and all that. If they could do that with Resident Evil and uh, with Resident what we saw there like uh, uh, Resident Evil Four stuff like that, then you know it's gonna get people to lean over that way. Now the other interesting thing is. Like I said, once again, great for Xbox fans. I'm going to get Callisto uh, Protocol for Xbox because I game share with my wife, and I know she's going to want to see. She's going to want to play that too. So I'm going to get that there. However, here's an interesting little thing that a lot of people are not thinking about. You guys remember when the PSVR one came out, and they and and the thing is, if you bought Resident Evil Seven, the regular whatever version on the PS4, do you remember that if you bought it on that system, they gave you the free demo? that you could play on PSVR of Resident Evil 7. It was called The Kitchen or something like that. And you got that for free. And it was like a drug dealer giving you your first pill, <laughs> right? It's like, here, here's your taste, <laughs> right? Then the first one's free. Then the next one you got to pay for, right? So they did the same thing. You bought you bought Resident Evil 7 on PS4. Well, you got the free demo on, on the, uh, the PSVR. Now, here's the thing. I see that happening with the PSVR too. So maybe what I might do is that if they give like a demo for Resident Evil Village out there, like let's say they'll be like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, Resident Evil 4, you buy it on the, play, on the PlayStation, we'll give you a free demo of Resident Evil 8 on the PSVR 2 when that drops. That, that to me is a win. And the other thing is I heard uh, yesterday, I think it was last night I heard, that it, it actually may be official that Resident Evil 4 is and going to be directly tied into Resident Evil Village. They're finally going to make that connection because how many Eastern European towns could be that spooky? I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? How many could there possibly be that got fog on the ground and werewolves walking around? I mean, it's not Transylvania. Yeah. So it's got to be rare. The thing is, yeah, yeah, right? So, yeah, I would imagine so. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is that it's going to be a direct tie-in between Resident Evil 4 and Village, and I think on a marketing standpoint, Sony's going to do that. So I think that I may lean to buy uh, that uh, the Resident Evil 4 on the, on the PlayStation if it gives me that option to maybe get, like, a free demo for Resident Evil Village on the PSVR 2. But to answer your actual question, 
uh, I'm excited as an Xbox fan as well, because like I said, I will be playing some of that on Xbox as well. Like I said, a game share with my wife yeah. and uh, we, we do that and I'll be playing them. I'll be playing some of them there. The interesting thing is I like to see what kind of um, performance that these games are going to have. I'm not a tech guy, but I can tell you, but you know, just from the basic, uh, you know, the, the ba- basic uh, specs that the series X can outperform the PlayStation. I'd like to see where it would take it there. So I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see how this all plays out. So you're saying there's a chance that the best place to play those games might still be Xbox, even though they're heavily marketed at a state of play. So you say there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. I think that, well, how nefarious do you want to get? Like, do you believe that? I don't give a shit. This is Xbox Ultimate Podcast. We don't, I mean, this is. Do Do you think that, you know, maybe behind closed doors, they're like, don't make that game look any better on Xbox, please. Well, you remember that Capcom uh, marketing uh, contract that had leaked before? Uh, you're, you're muted, yes. Pong. Parody um, clauses. Yeah, the, with the yeah. parody clauses. You know, mm-hmm. uh, now they, they said that that didn't really mean what we took it as. Right. But, but, but you know, you could read kind of through that when it seemed like they're not allowed to let it outperform on other platforms. Wasn't that the same... Uh, Mav, wasn't that the same one that where they talked about that they couldn't put it on a subscription service? Yes, the same same contract. And that was regarding, I believe, Resident Evil Village that had leaked. Um, And there's no reason to think it would be any different. Now, they also said that everybody else's contracts are the same. Uh, So I don't know 100%. I don't think we've had one leaked exactly like that from Xbox. Um, But they all language is probably very similar. However, it's very interesting, and it was an interesting look behind the scenes of how those contracts are written and the kind of money that changes hands and what you got for it. And if I remember right, there was like a $5 million for marketing, and that meant that Sony, I mean, sorry, that Capcom couldn't, couldn't put Resident Evil Village in another subscription service um, and or in another, it couldn't put it in something like Game Pass um for until after like three months after their exclusive marketing deal was was expired or something like that and also there was parody clauses that were involved with that contract as well saying that you could not be outperforming on another platform um and stuff like that so it was it was it was it was very interesting um so we'll we'll see playstation by gaming <laughs> no, they did that when they extended the life of the PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't forget it's Japanese and Japanese dealing with each other, right? I know that yeah. no, I know some people don't think that that's a thing, but it's still a thing. Okay. It is. It is. Let's face it. You know what? Like a lot of people don't like to talk about it. A lot of people don't like Americans. And they don't like American companies. I'm I'm being serious. I'm not being a, I'm not being an ass. I'm being dead serious. They they don't like Americans and they don't like American corporations. Right? And that's why some of the that's why some American corporate uh, corporate products don't do well in some of those countries. They don't want to deal with Americans. The only reason why they deal with the United States, for example, is because the United States are the largest consumer base of the entire planet. You want to make money? You better make it over there. You succeed in the U.S., you're set for life, baby. That's the way it works, right? So, hey, behind closed doors, I don't, I don't see why a Japanese company wouldn't be uh, scratching another Japanese company's back over this, yeah. right? Because it's mutually beneficial for them. Right. I don't know. It's just the way I see it. Um, I wonder if these contracts are going to change or become harder to negotiate with the 
success this generation of Xbox because that market share is dwindling for PlayStation, especially for games that are current gen only, right? And at which a lot of the third party games are moving to current gen only, uh, which we've seen, which negates the lead that the PlayStation had last gen, uh, where we're seeing a much closer gap this generation. It's actually shrinking as days go by. In fact, within a month or two, as I keep saying, if the numbers persist like they have been, Xbox Series X and S will soon be uh, on top of PlayStation and sales in the U.S. for this generation, which is, I mean, if you were to say that last generation, everybody would be like, oh, no, that's never going to happen, right? Well, hey, guess what? We're here, and uh, they're making about 30K ground per week, it seems like, and about they were only about 70,000 behind uh, like three weeks ago. Yeah. So that's why the Activision deal is so huge. And th- th- that's why everything basically banks on that Activision Blizzard deal, because when that happens and you've taken a- almost all of the North American, European, basically Western country um, uh, mind share. Also, all those Western RPGs, too, that they got. Right. Yes. But I mean, Western RPGs, I mean, they're going to be big, like Elder Scrolls and all that stuff is going to be big. But when you get Call of Duty on, yeah. on your on your Game Pass or whatever, and then people, all those people that bought those Series S's, they those aren't the kind of people that are going to be. A lot of them are not the ones that are going to be playing Elder Scrolls. Those are the ones who are playing Fortnite, uh, Call of Duty, right? FIFA, Madden, whatever, blah blah blah, NHL, whatever, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's what I that you know what I mean. That's why it's so big when that happens, and the mindshare, like I've said, of the Western countries is taken over by Xbox. That is where those other companies will not be able to ignore it any further. But Mag, the crazy thing is we're not even allowed anymore to consider Series S sales as part of the same same uh, thing. You yeah, know, they have the to count. be they have to be separated <laughs> now because it looks like it's not fair with the $300 option. It's just right. not fair. I mean, w- right. when has this stuff been done before? They can't do that. They're not allowed, right? That's right. It's like the ref in a in a boxing match. Stop the count. It's over. Yeah. It's like wave your arms up. Yeah, can't can't count those, right? If I mean, all. the word of mouth is going to spread. Like when Call of Duty comes to like xCloud, like people, like kids in the lunchroom are just going to be playing Call of Duty on their phone and be like, hey, when we go home, let's hop on our Xbox. And just the word of mouth is going to spread and spread. And just like, you're not going to be able to stop that. That's how it works, man. Um, and when people say like, you don't even have to buy the damn games that are costing $70 to other people. Right. Thinking about an 11 year old kid who doesn't have to beg his parents for the new <laughs> Call of Duty. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Mom, dad. What do I like? Do I have to do chores or wait for my birthday or do this and that, whatever, so I can get Call of Duty? They won't have to ask that anymore. Yeah, take out the trash every day and you can have Game Pass. That's right. your price. Yeah. You know like what my, I mean? My, my nine year old, my nine year old boy has been dying to play that new, uh, fr- uh, fr- uh, what is it, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, Security Breach game or whatever, right? It's like 50 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not buying that, <laughs> right? So, and that's, I'm like, you could do chores or whatever, or maybe you could wait till your birthday. And when you get birthday money, you could buy it then, right? Think about a $70 game, 70 US, 105 in Canada and in the U and then uh, and in Australia and in most parts of Europe. Hey, that's really expensive there, you know. Dude, $105, <laughs> okay, for those games, yeah. for those $70 games up here. So the thing is, you going to you don't have to beg your parents just like Jazz was saying. That's brilliant. You've yeah. won it. And so, then anyway, tying into what you're talking about with this whole thing with uh, with Capcom and everything else, they won't be able to ignore those things. Sony can ask for and make deals however they want or try to, but the other companies ain't going to be listening. They're going to be like, why would we bend our will to you? 
Yeah. They're like, look at what they're doing. Right? That's where we want our game. Right? Yeah, Jasper, so you're not going to have to beg your mom for uh, games anymore. (laughs) Sweet. I can be a lazy piece of shit. Don't have to do chores anymore. (laughs) That's awesome. Your mother will still do your socks. And uh, um, all right, man. So, you know, I I think, did you have any specific takeaways from how any of those games looked, Mag, while we got you here? You know, Street Fighter 6, were you impressed? Resident Evil 4? Resident Evil 4, yes. I, I'm a Resident Evil fan since the very first one. I was, I was that guy. Um, always there from day one. Uh, I was already in my 20s when the first one came out, if you can believe it. And uh, anyways, I absolutely adored it from there, and I never, I never looked back. Um, but I got to tell you, this, the new Resident Evil 4, it looked very similar to Resident Evil 2. I was actually expecting a bigger jump, excuse me, a bigger leap in maybe yeah. uh, the tech, but it actually just looked like the same as Resident Evil 2, which there's nothing wrong with that. Literally yeah. nothing wrong with that because that game is still magnificent. If you guys play that on a Series X, holy mackerel, does it ever look amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Resident Evil 3, same thing. Like even Dealer always talks about it. Actually, he believes that Resident Evil 3 looks better than Resident Evil 2, right? So, um, uh, but anyways, yeah, great. So it's going to look great. It's going to feel great. going to play great. Uh, I'm actually currently playing. I played uh, Resident Evil 4 a couple times on different systems uh, throughout the years. And uh, actually, I'm currently playing it on MetaQuest. By the way, I hate saying MetaQuest. Uh, <laughs> Oculus Quest. You know when they change like the name of a stadium? Is it actually called MetaQuest now? Because I still call it yes. Oculus. Really? Oh, it pisses me off to no to no end. You know when they change the name of a stadium, and then all of a yeah. sudden it becomes like you know the Tampax like arena or something now <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It used to be and like the like, ballpark in Arlington, and then it was like the MetaQuest. Trade yeah, and you're in like Arlington what? or something like you're that. Like, yeah. no, like, no, no, no. It's always going to be Candlestick Park, okay? Or yeah. whatever you call it, whatever stadium you got. <laughs> the same thing with this Oculus. Like, I call it Oculus Quest. Anyways, yeah, sorry, Tampax. No, that's a great one. I love it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they give out free Tampax when you enter the, when exactly. enter the stadium. You can throw them on the field when the team sucks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, uh, <laughs> the thing is, um, now, now I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. I was no, no, Resident Evil 4. no leaks in that stadium. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Right. Um, my bad. Let's go. Here's the thing is that um, I'm playing Resident Evil 4 right now in VR mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, on the MetaQuest 2. And uh, man, is it ever like it's not the best looking game, obviously, but it is so immersive and so much fun that like, I mean, even though I'm doing it right now, like I was, I was arguing about this with Axel. He goes, well, I'm playing it on MetaQuest as well. He goes, why would I go back and play Resident Evil 4? I'm like, are you kidding? Did you see the difference in quality? And plus, they openly said that they built this from the ground up. They also changed some of the narrative uh, decisions in the game and, and some of the story in the game. And that's where I heard that leak and what they were talking about, how Resident Evil 4 is going to tie in directly into Village. So I think that there'll be something interesting to play. I played Resident Evil Village five times. You know, I got 975 out of 1,000 achievement points on that. The only one I couldn't get was that goddamn uh, mercenaries mode on the hardest difficulty setting. Couldn't do it. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, I adored that game. So I would love to see, like, Resident Evil 4 with a tie-in. And plus, I want to see the eye candy. And I want to play it all over again. Because you know they're going to change a few things here and there. There'll Good. be, you know, there'll be nods, you know, tip of the cap to certain parts. But I think the rest of it is going to be, there's going to be a lot of fresh content in there. So I, I'm looking forward to it day one, man. Absolutely day one. Right on. Um, any of the games jump out to any of you guys, like Callisto Protocol or uh, that really does look like Dead Space Four. 
I mean, when you well, saw the, the gameplay, Space, yeah, it is. I mean, when you saw the gameplay, it's like, holy shit, that's actually just Dead Space with like a different. The guy, even though you could say it's the same guy, just wearing a different outfit, and still, <laughs> it looks like Dead Space. Um, can, can someone answer this in the chat? Because I actually don't know the answer. Uh, um, what's his name there? The Souza. He actually he asked if it was coming to Xbox, uh, if Resident Evil 4 Remake was coming to the original consoles. Would anybody know that offhand? Uh, no, it is not. Current. I believe it is series console only. Yeah. Okay. Yep, current gen go. only. That's where. Yep. I, that's what kind of when I saw that originally. That's kind of when I was thinking about the deals and the the negotiations with all of those marketing rights and stuff. Because last generation. I would think it'd be a lot easier to to nab some of these like contracts that are real favorable when you're like at a two to one ratio, you know what I mean, as a console manufacturer. But when you're like at a sixty forty and it's and it's dwindling, uh, I would think kind of it may be a little bit harder to get the better deals because you know the more you, uh, especially for exclusivity deals, because if you cut yourself off from the other, another platform, you're losing on half the market at that point. You know what I mean? Where beforehand you're losing out on only like. A, a third of the market, you know? Yeah. So um, I think the ne- negotiations could get a little bit more expensive for a lot of those deals. And this may be another reason why PlayStation is kind of going more multi-plat and looking for, you know, all of those other deal, uh, PC mobile and all this stuff and, and focusing while they weren't focusing on timed exclusives and all this kind of stuff. I, I don't know if it's going to be a, a great long-term strategy for them. You know, I, I think that's a short-term kind of a stopgap solution currently. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. But for right now, at least, it looks like marketing rights is the main thing. But it was interesting. And where I was going with that, that we didn't see timed exclusivity on the games that were at the show. We just saw the marketing, right? Street Fighter Six. they did not get the exclusivity like they did last generation. And I think that may hold some weight with the, some of the marketing power and, and you know, with how Xbox is doing. Because... Last last time is maybe a little bit easier to skip out on Xbox, right? And and Mav, I think we paid on that too. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, what I was just going to say, Fuzzy, is that I think we also have to consider the fact that Sony might be adjusting their budget. They're making a lot more acquisitions now as far as studios goes. They're investing into all these games as a service. They've got their subscription service. Maybe their budget for buying timed exclusivity isn't what it was last gen or coming into this gen early on. Maybe that's been adjusted as well. And they're just not willing to pay for it anymore because they're trying to get their own stuff going, uh, which is a bigger deal to them now than just trying to get that timed exclusivity. So I think that might be part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Just look at the Bungie situation, $3.6 billion to get right. those games as a service underway. Obviously their focus is not going to be so much on that. Yeah. Pong's right. Yeah. Yeah. And those games are going to stay multiplayer, the Bungie games. So it's interesting, even the new ones. Even They even said the new IP on the FAQ on their website was going to be uh, multi-platform going forward. Exclusivity is no longer the name of the game. I agree, yeah. You know, it's... it's, yeah. it's they're they're following going. Xbox's footsteps now, right? That, that's well, exactly what they're looking at. And they're saying, hey, Xbox doesn't pay for timed exclusivity and look at what they're doing over there. Again, budget-wise... If you can get the marketing rights, like Mag started out by saying this whole conversation, Sony still does a masterful job of making people believe that these games are exclusive because they take the marketing Mm -hmm. and they run with it and they do a great job. So why would you pay more 
if it's not in your budget to get the timed exclusivity, when you can already do the great marketing and you got all this other stuff going on at the same time, it just doesn't make sense from a strategy standpoint going forward to continue to spend money. Not that they're never going to do it. I'm sure there'll be times that they still do it. Final Fantasy is probably one of them. But for the most part, maybe a lot of these other third party companies that they used to do deals with for that exclusivity, just it's not in the playbook anymore because they're looking over at Xbox and saying, look, they're not doing it. We don't need to do that. We just need to get our service up and running. We need to get these games of service going and we'll pick and choose a couple here and there that we want to lock down. But otherwise, we're just not going to spend the big bucks on that anymore. I think that's a big piece of this. They're still marketing GTA 5. Just the other day, I saw on TV a commercial for GTA 5, like grab it free on PlayStation 5 until the 14th. It's like, why are we marketing this game? It's 10 years old. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is? It's all engagement now. And you know, that's the thing that just what, what Pong was saying, now what you're saying, what you're saying, Jasper, it's all about engagement and they don't care where it's coming from. Yeah. And the thing is, at the end of the day, they realize, and well, you know what? At the end of the day, they should have realized this a long time ago because let's face it, for 22 years, I don't care what anybody says. Just because Sony just does some things better, let's let's face it, okay? They just do some things a lot better than Xbox has been doing for a long time. But there is one thing that they will always do is that they continue from for 22 years, they follow in Xbox's footsteps because Xbox is the first one to trailblaze. And then they're like, huh. So they I pick guess what works. Thing. I see what the, the other people are yeah. doing. They pick what works and, the, and they kind of go with that. Well, and- look at the Ethernet connection. Yeah. Back, in, back 22 years ago, they, they were laughed at. What did Sony do five years later or whatever, a couple years later uh, when they did everything? You know, I, I, I don't have to list Part, every yeah, single par- thing. Party chat, it. the live services, live services live. all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, all of it yeah. was done. Right. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the connect. What happened there? Everybody laughed. <laughs> the government's watching us uh, while we're sleeping and this and that. Now everybody's asking Siri for pancake recipes. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. are all things that Xbox is tra- Microsoft and Xbox have trailblazed all the way along. It, you guys remember this? Remember when everybody laughed at the cloud? Remember yeah. they used to go the cloud, <laughs> the cloud. Yep. Yep. Now everything's in the goddamn yep. cloud, isn't it? <laughs> that's, and that's, it's going even further. That's a really interesting <laughs> thing you bring up because this is something that's always been with Microsoft. Is they they are like always like on the forefront of what the technology is going to be. And they always yeah. kind of push that. And to a lot of the audience and to a lot of the people that are like uh, gamers or whatever, they see this stuff and it freaks them out. And they're like, oh, no, I don't like this, you know, a lot of times. And I don't want that. And, and Microsoft's like, this is where technology is going. But everybody's like, we're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. So then everybody, so sometimes they get flack for this. When it turns out to be the reality, you could look back at 2012, 2013, when the whole DRM, yep. DRM situation was going on. It literally killed them for the entire generation because of, yeah. because of all of that stuff. And like, this is how you share games and all this stuff. But if you look at where we're at now with live service games and all of this stuff, I mean, not having an internet connection doesn't seem a lot really feasible for a console anymore these days if you really want to get the most out of it. I mean, you can still have one without an internet connection, but what are you what are you getting a lot of times, you know, with the console that with no internet, you know? So it, it, people are, were afraid of it back then. And now you see all these games coming out. You see the, ne- the next-gen stuff, you know, uh, PlayStation's catching up a little bit with the online. You now you see them like seven years behind with the, with the game, uh, with the cloud services and all this kind of stuff. Finally getting started really heavily into that, um, and it's interesting to see if they're they will catch up and because their brand is huge, right? So they will still do well. But PlayStation's so far behind with all that stuff, and they kind of like follow the technology after it's been pushed forward. Like, well, they have no Microsoft has the money to 
take that risk. Exactly. PlayStation yeah. doesn't. The, the, yeah, argue, yeah. the, the argument can be made that the what, what's caused Microsoft a lot of problems is they're too far ahead of the curve. Yeah. They're too good at seeing the future. And that's what's happened to them in the past. You guys just named off a bunch of it, right? People just weren't ready for it. This generation they're hitting that sweet spot yeah, with all of this that they invested in. Right. And, and now you're seeing it pay off for Xbox, for Microsoft to actually be trailblazing in a way that actually is going to be successful for them. Not just, Hey, we're trailblazing. Oh God, our wagon broke down. We can't go any further. And then somebody else comes along and picks right up where they left off and takes it even further or, uh-huh. or, you know, does it, th- does it at the right time this time around Microsoft is out in the front leading the way uh, just the perfect moment in time. Again, all that preparation, all that work that they've been doing, they're hitting it for once instead of being too far ahead of the curve this time. Sounded like, the, like the Oregon Trail of technology. Yes, yeah, no. yes. <laughs> yeah. Tony got this century. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think That's what also, happens to him every time. They've learned to be quiet on a lot of their like future planning. Is they're not being like in five years you'll be having this on your Xbox. So they're gonna be yeah. like, we'll just let them. We'll just put it out when it's like the like, talk yeah. of the cloud implementation with gaming was a little early with how they were pushing it forward with with like with Crackdown and stuff and showing all that stuff and people are like, hell is this? And then you're like, it never comes out. You know, and then it finally does come out, and it's like, what the hell is this still? And meanwhile, see if these launches and uses it for all the water and stuff. And it's like, hey, that's pretty cool. It works for that, you know. And then you see now it's being used in gaming, like across the field in a lot of areas. Um, even now, Sony's more than Microsoft. using it for cloud. Yeah, right. It's like, crazy. Like Dakota in the chat just said it. He's like, you know, he's just like, well, Sony's using the Azure. They see the promise. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you know, but let's face it. Yeah, you're right. Jasper's right about one thing. He was talking about uh, the the financial aspect of it that they don't have the finances to be able to trailblaze. But at the same time, they also, in my opinion, uh, my opinion, and this is a rough one. And uh, I also feel that Sony just doesn't have any balls. They don't have any balls to move. They don't. They they are a very low risk. And that's one thing. I'll tell you something. If you know anything about Japanese culture and about the Japanese business, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's part of the Japanese business and culture that they are very low risk. Okay. And they're very traditional. You sound like you're describing Maybe. Nintendo. That's exactly right what now. I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, very- Nintendo, I would say, actually takes risks because they did like the Wiimote. They did yeah. Nintendo Labo and Switch and all well, that. Kind yeah. of shit. Okay. You're well, right. Nintendo's more of a toy company if you, fi- yeah. if you really yeah. think about it, right? Like they, they're, they, they're able to do things like that because. Yeah. They're a toy company, and they know that people will buy this. By the way, Randall Thor, you scumbag! The guy's been sending me. He's been sending me uh, DMs because you know when I look down at the chat, it looks like yeah. I'm sleeping. So yes. he goes. He goes. Hey, he goes. Hey, Mag, caught you sleeping again. And he does this to me every time I do a show, and it looks like I'm sleeping. He takes a shot of my head down. So it's actually kind of funny. I, I just wanted to shout out Rand. I love you, buddy, and I love your show today. By the way, yeah, yeah Randall Insider fantastic show. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news everywhere today. Yeah. Oh, wait yeah. till y'all hear well. his. Pre- <laughs> wait till y'all hear his predictions on the community predictions special. You know? Oh, oh, I, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny? I actually don't like hearing a lot of uh, when when I um, when I listen to Rand. I don't like listening to a lot of his predictions because he's so close that it kind of spoils the damn show for me, right? So like, I want to be surprised by a lot of stuff. Not walking in there going, "Oh my god, let's see if this is actually going to happen," right? I just want to go in there blind, right? So, but uh, you know, that's just me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry not to derail that, but you know, that's fine. You're good. Uh, You're talking about Sony not having balls or something. Oh yeah, so, yeah that was, that's the 
that's what I was getting at. They're very, like I said, very in the in the Japanese tradition. They're like I said, they're very traditional. They're very um, low risk, and that's how they they operate like that because they don't like to make big moves because it's very unbecoming in their culture to do things yeah. like that, right? And they do, and that, that and like I said, that's fine. They're very, they're very meek people, very powerful, but they come across very meek, and that's that's their like I said, and very humble, and they don't like to do that. They the other way of that trailblazing big bat, but you know that's the more North American style, right? You know, the, you know, the big bashful right up front, loud and proud. And here we go. We're going to do this. And if it fails, who cares? Cause we're the best. We're going to do it again anyway. And whatever. <laughs> and that's the way they do it. And you know what? That works too, because you know what? I got to tell you, if there's one thing that the Americans do is they innovate better than anybody. Right. So, and you know, they're the forefront of all, most, most innovations that have happened out there over the course of decades. And then when it comes to technology, I watched a very good documentary about that called the fourth wave. If anybody have ever heard of anything like that and what it is, it's uh, it's called the fourth wave. And it's basically talking about technology. And this ties directly in to what we're saying is that Microsoft and companies like that, they have technology for the next 25 to 30 years. But what they do is that they are so far advanced and so like borderline, like alien tech, mm -hmm. but they know that we can't handle that kind of information all at once so the the idea of this um this documentary was that they release the technology to us very slowly so that we can ingest it not only just for profit let's face it to do it for profit it's for well. profit <laughs> it's for profit but a lot of it is also for just the basic understanding of that you would throw the whole world into chaos because they wouldn't under people wouldn't understand how the hell all this tech works some of it's also they got to wait for like chips to get smaller because like a lot of yeah. it they have like ideas for machines and stuff that it's just Fair. too big right now. But well, right, and quantum computing is yeah. still has a lot of leaps to go through too. But you know, Meg, to your point too, let's not forget that when Sony has tried to trailblaze, look, the cell processor almost killed all of Sony, right? Yeah. So when they took a risk, it almost cost them everything, and yeah. I think that that kind of made them even more a little reserved in their approach to the PS4 and now the PS5 generation. They're not going to take those risks. They'll, they'll let Xbox take those risks and see how it goes. Um, and I think that they don't want to put themselves in a position because again, it's not like Microsoft. Again, if Microsoft lost, lost Xbox tomorrow, no big deal. They, they would still be a trillion dollar company. It doesn't matter to them. But if, they, if Sony loses PlayStation, bro, it's all over with. It's all yeah. over with. Yeah. So. Ain't yeah. nobody buying those TVs. Yeah. So right. yeah, right. you're absolutely right. And that's what Jasper was talking about. He's saying that they do, they they won't take that financial hit because yeah. they, well, to both your points, really uh, one, they won't take the financial hit. And if they do take that fi financial hit, that might be the end of it. You know, yeah. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's a good. Point. It makes sense. I mean, they do have a lot more to lose. You know what I mean? Uh, like uh, what Pong said with Sony and PlayStation, if, if, and that's probably why there's, tiptoeing into this whole subscription service era right and because hey we can't do it all at once like xbox is doing because if we do it all at once then you know if it doesn't work out then we're gonna be screwed whereas you know xbox is like hey we need to do this to try and reestablish our brand you know and you know i think playstation is gonna get there um but they are getting there with pc now they've taken another step <laughs> forward to uh move across that uh mantle uh, i saw your video today mag uh regarding this yes. the spider-man fan that was My very upset you know uh and you know there's some actually some people out there 
that are uh, upset about this, like there was back in 2000 and whatever when Xbox started putting their games day one on PC. Again, like seems like seven years behind almost, right? Like um, with some of the moves. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? It makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and anybody that's upset that other people get to play your games, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, it never made sense to me to begin with. You, you've actually had uh, people abandon Xbox because of this originally. Um, I don't think anybody's going to abandon PlayStation because of this move now, because you just no. look like a complete moron at this point. You know, <laughs> um, where would they go? Because right. all the systems are I'm only going to play you, on Fuzzy. Nintendo. Only. Yeah. You're going to go play Princess Peach for the 19th time? <laughs> You're going to be playing it, okay? So You know, the thing is, at the end of the day, we also have to factor in, guys, is management change at Sony, mm-hmm. right? They may be years behind, but they're, maybe, they're years behind because of the, um, the mentality of the management, right? You look at what Jim Ryan – like, Jim Ryan is a numbers guy. I know we clown on him here and there, and I make videos. I, I, I did a couple of videos where I impersonated him, wore a goofy you know, wig and all that stuff, and I was <laughs> pretending I was Jim Ryan and whatever. But you know what? He ain't there because he's dumb, okay? He's the smartest man in the room over there, all right? And, uh, and the thing is, he's a numbers guy. And when he looks at the situation, he says, listen, we need to, you know, he conquered Europe with the PS4. They, that's why they put him in the position that he's in, because they know he can do it. So what is he looking at? He's looking at not only just the trends, he's looking at where it's, you know, well, I guess it is the trends. He's looking at where everything is actually <laughs> going, right? And he's not stupid. And he can see that this is where it's going. So then you're going to have to do that. You're going you're gonna to lock it just because you piss off 8%. Of, of the people that own your console, you're going to lock out 150 million potential purchasers of your product? Are you out of your goddamn mind? I Just because you're going to piss off, you know, Pony Master 420? They don't care about... And that, they don't that give was a actually, shit. Which, by the way, is actually Randall Thor uh, behind... Uh, that's his uh, sock account, just so you know, Pony Master Um <laughs> Sorry, I have to get him back because I know he's lurking in the chat. So, oh yeah, he always gonna, is. Can I yeah, actually I search for that Twitter handle? I'm going to see if it actually exists. <laughs> and that's why Rand won't go on camera because he knows he'll get caught. It'll be like that Marlis June situation. Oh, yeah. we'll talk Whoa. about catfishing. Come on now. <laughs> oh my God, I think it's the beer talking. Anyways, in all seriousness, um, you look at that. You look at the situation. Look at how it goes around, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "Okay, well, here it is. Now they're going to start moving on. You're going to lock out these people. You're going to lock out 150 million potential purchasers because you're going to piss off eight percent of your fan base." Now, if you think about it, you've got let's say approximately 15 to 25 percent of your of the console owners on the PlayStation. We'll just talk about PlayStation or Xbox. It doesn't really matter. Okay, on both consoles, 15 to 25 percent of the hardcore. That's us. Okay, we're the guys that buy everything and we're the gals that buy everything. We're the ones who buy all the consoles. We buy all the games. We do whatever we we are invested. Okay, we're doing shows. All right. Do you think the 80 percent or 75 to 85 percent of the casuals even know who Mag is? No. Do they even know what this show is? No. Do they even know that these shows exist? Probably not. Everybody knows this show. What are you talking about? Back now, I'm right? But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody does. Does anybody yeah, a know? Fraction who of Rad- a fraction of a fraction of a fraction right? of the community is this in tune with news, even. Right. Right. They just see like even trailers that like- come on TV or YouTube or whatever. And they're like, oh, what's right. that game? Right. You know? Do you think like even like bigger names like Colt and Dealer and even Rand and, Je- and Jez and everything else, they don't even know who the hell they are. 
They're right. like, I don't know who's that to, guy. To, to, so, but, it's funny. I wanted to touch on this because a lot of people think like those these creators are, like ultra famous and stuff because everybody lives in this bubble, right? Because we of live in this bubble where we ingest this stuff daily, right? We we're all always in front of all these podcasts on Twitter, right. all, all this following all this stuff, and it's what our daily consumption is of news and media right. and entertainment, right? And we live in this, and it's like the the people that are rise above the rest seem like so huge, but then when you just like step outside that and just put it into perspective, right? You go see some random like 10 year old playing Fortnite on YouTube that has like 8 million subscribers. Right. And, and has all these videos and it's, it's insane. Like they just make little game because people don't give a shit. They just want to watch their game that they like and they don't really follow this stuff, but where this community and where everything has a big impact. Right. And I'll say this for our chat, for all the other creators chat and everything is I think, I believe this community of people here, the people that give a shit the most, right? We, we, we all care the most about what's going on with the brands, with Xbox with PlayStation, with PC, with Nintendo, we all, we care, you know, and we care more than the average person. That's why we all watch this shit. That's why we all like take in all this news and this stuff. So when we see news, when we see these showcases, when we see all this stuff and we react, right. Uh, People watch RDX and see what dealer says. People watch X and see, see what Colt says. Xbox Two, see what Rand and those guys say. Iron Lords, all, all these shows, when they see them react, it permeates, right? <laughs> it permeates to the casuals. It permeates to uh, their audience and it spreads, right? It spreads. It's like a, it's like a ripple effect. You know, they're, they're at the center. They're at the center of that ripple with news, right? And, and it permeates and it becomes the, the general consensus. That's why I hate the disingenuous bullshitters that are out there that spread <laughs> fake shit. Because that puddle is full of shit sometimes, and they're dropping pieces of ass into the water, and it permeates this rancid <laughs> stuff that permeates throughout the community. Stop spreading toxicity, motherfuckers. You talking Let's about go. Amber Heard? Wow, yes. holy <laughs> shit. Mav is pissed about something. By the way, Caitlin, uh, your picture is so magnificent. It looks like a Lionel Richie album cover from, like, eight, like it's so awesome. Oh, like, maybe I'll gl- put it on a T-shirt. The glam shot? It's, like, straight, like a 1987 Lionel Richie album cover. I adore it. Hello? Great picture, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Hello. So here's the thing. <laughs> Getting back to what I was saying about Jim Ryan. So what that all boils down to is that now you've got that small percent. Now, what I was saying, 15 to 25 percent are hardcore, right? Now, let's just boil it down from that, let's say, 25 percent. Only 8 percent of those people, let's say, are even more psychotic. Those are the toxic ones that are like, I don't want this to go anywhere, whatever. Else. So now when they look at that. Okay, someone like Jim Ryan looks at that, or even Phil Spencer looks at that. They're not worried about what they're doing. I understand that the news permeates out, out, outwards and, and everything else, and the news spreads, whatever. But it's not big enough to make a dent, right? Yeah. And that's where they look at it. Because at the end of the day, if your product is good and your service is good, and you're, you know, th- then that's all that matters. Because in the end, you can bitch and moan all you want, but if the product is good, and the service is good, you're going to continue to use it, use it. For example, all you people that have gasoline-powered cars, I do not have them. I'm all electric now. But for all you guys, what are you doing every single day? I listen to it all. I see it on social media every day. You're bitching about the gas prices. Are you going to stop using your car? No. 
<laughs> right? You're just going to get used to it, right? And that's what's going to happen with everything else. Same thing with Sony exclusives. You're going to be get you're going to be doing that. They're going to be going to the PC and sooner and sooner. I know that the games are like 4 and 5 years old that are going to PC, but that is just the beginning. When they start eventually closing that gap and they start becoming almost day and date just like Microsoft and just like Xbox, then you're going to find that people have gotten used to it at that point and it won't become a thing anymore. And they're going to be rolling in money just like they are now, but just way more. That's what I see. And it's not going to change. I want to give a shout out to Pony Master 420 in the chat real quick. What's up? Thanks for tuning in to Xbox <laughs> Ultimate Podcast. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think that's the realest one, by the way, because he said he was going to claim it. So I really hope that is him. Yeah, I think it is. No, and it's got Randall Thor's picture on it. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you better hit Rand up and ask him if he actually claimed it or not. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna screenshot this because I have to. This is like fucking this. great, man. <laughs> what a fantastic day it's been today. Great videos, two podcasts. Randall Thor became Pony Master 420. Video <laughs> incoming, folks. I'm telling you. Wow. <laughs> that state of play really converted him when he saw Callisto Protocol. I think you know. Oh my god. He's going to have to become a trophy hunter now. Hey, Rand, yeah. it's not exclusive. Okay? I know <laughs> I know that, that that made you think all those games were exclusive yesterday with the the way it's marketed. Even Keeley afterwards tweeted out, you know, uh, hey, check out this game's launching this year on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. You know, uh, so I That's just want to let sport. public service announcement, uh, in, including... You know, there may be, uh, I know you're ready to trade in your Xbox Rand after you saw Callisto Protocol thing is exclusive, but it's uh, it's not. <laughs> it is coming to Xbox Series X and S, so. I can't oh, wait for that game. It oh, far so Q. Good. it's far Q. It's far Q. yeah. Or of left course. nut or right nut. Or there you go. Whatever other nut <laughs> yeah. is. The left nut is itchy, a.k.a. far Q. Well, uh, you know, I'm screenshotting. Awesome, I'm sending man. it to everybody. I'm sending that to Colt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending it to Dealer. I'm going to send it to them right now. All, every That's single classic. one of them. Yeah, I'm going to be, yeah, that's going to be a thing. Well, Rand, I'm just going to ruin your night. But that, you know what? Ruining your <laughs> night makes my night that much more enriching. So, Idle yeah. Sloth already ruined his day with the, after the Xbox 2. So he's, he's okay. Oh. He'll take another hit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, another another uh, Rand uh, leak come from Idle yes. Sloth. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. During the show, Rand was oh. very upset. It was oh, hilarious. Wow. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Yeah, I wonder how many DMs it's going to get about that now. <laughs> Love it. Um, hey, so uh, speaking of Callisto Protocol, did that do anything for you, Meg? Oh, my God. 100% it did. I am a huge Dead Space fan. Uh, from when they first announced it way back when, when they said it's basically going to be just like we started at the beginning of the show. It's like basically, it's going to be a Resident Evil in space, right? And Or like a Silent Hill in space or whatever. I'm like, what? I'm in. So started playing. I played the first one, and I was like, oh, my God, this game is something else man uh it was truly terrifying whereas resident evil was more like that campy terrifying like campy scary you know like like a like a like a like a vincent price movie like you watch a vincent price movie it's not going to keep you up all night staring at the ceiling like you just saw the baba duke right like it's just like a, a you know it's just a goofy like all right that was a cute movie it had a couple of ghosts and you know vincent price walking around it wasn't scary but it's fun right that's what Resident Evil was to me. That wasn't really terrifying. Um, but my God, Dead Space. Holy shit. When you want to talk about scary, 
that game scared the crap out of me. And then even part two, even part three, which a lot of people didn't like part three. I adored part three. Um, I was a big fan of that because even the co-op thing, I uh, remember when it was, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was messing with your mind where like you would see hallucinations where the other player didn't. Yeah. And then you'd be talking going, yo, did you, did you, did you just, did you just see the clown walk by with balloons? And then my wife goes, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. And then I'm like, a clown just walked by with balloons. I swear to God, I'm not going crazy. And she's like, okay, maybe you should take a break. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, this game's driving me crazy, but it was really good. Anyways, the reason why I brought that up is because this is obviously the same maker. This is the creator of dead space. Right. And as soon as you saw like the first five seconds of this game, my God, I thought it was Isaac himself. And I was like, well, this basically is dead space. But boy, did they ever ramp it up. It looks terrifying. It looks gory. It is bloody. Um, oh, man. And like the the amount of anxiety that that trailer, you watch that trailer with full sound, right? Uh, and what I mean by full sound, like put headphones on and watch that trailer, okay? That kind of deal. It is just anxiety-filled, like dread and fear as you play, as you watch this thing. And I'm like, Holy Christ, was that ever intense? Like, if your palms aren't sweaty by the end of that trailer, then you just, you don't have a soul in your body, okay? Because <laughs> that thing, that thing was just, that thing hit hard. And I got to tell you, when I saw that it was coming out in December of 2022, I was ecstatic. I could not, I cannot wait for that game to come out. That has now officially become my most anticipated game of 2022, even above God of War Ragnarok. Wow. Nice, and we may get more reveals for 2022. Oh, you know, for sure, ho- yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we do. You know, um, and, and I'm just talking like I'm not. You know, only God of War Ragnarok shot up to the top of the list because Starfield ain't coming, right? Right? Because Starfield was right up there for me. And the more because I I do a show with uh, Wandering Dutch for everybody who knows him, and uh, Wandering Dutch is our resident uh, Starfield expert, and he tells like little tidbits to us every single week when I do the shows with him uh, on Primetime Gaming, right? And we talk about uh, Starfield. The more he told me about it, the more I was like, holy shit, this game is going to be incredible. Yeah. And um, and then anyways, that disappeared off the edge of the cliff. And then so I'm like, well, I guess Ragnarok just moved up to the top of the list, assuming it even comes out in 2022. And then now I saw Callisto Protocol and I was like, got a who? And I'm like, Kratos, <laughs> get your fat ass out of here, buddy. I am looking at this Callisto Protocol is now the number one uh, uh, anticipated game of this year, and I will be playing it on my Series X, of course. Yeah, right on, man. Uh, shout out to Clowns in the chat. Member for 12 months, dude. I appreciate wow. it. He's, he's been, a, been a very supportive person from the very beginning of this channel. Shout out to you, man. He says, hope all of you are having a great night. We hope you're having a great night, too, man. Um, now, uh, moving moving like a little bit past that, right? I, I want to get a thoughts on the... We got this... The big showcase is coming this big week ahead. We got lots of reveals ready to ready to in store for us. Um, I, w- I want to know, like, before you have to go, Mag, what is it that you were most like? It, what, what would make the show for you? The okay. Xbox Bethesda show. What would make it like, OK, that's everything that you needed or wanted to see at the showcase? OK, this may be a little bit more controversial for some mm-hmm. people. Um, I don't need to see the games that are coming out in 2023 and beyond. Um, I, I, I mean, not that I don't need to see them. I've already seen most of them, right? Like time and time again, we've seen Hellblade three times now. 
you know, uh, okay, fine. Fable, all we saw was a fairy getting eaten by a frog. I would love to see <laughs> Fable, okay? But the thing is, we know it's coming, right? I want to see what um, Compulsion is doing because they announced it. Uh, I think, Mav, you and I talked about it earlier uh, today. You know, 2017, they're like, oh, we got this game. It's a mix of Bioshock and Uncharted. And then you just walk away and don't tell me anything for five years? What kind of torture is that? And I'm like, Bioshock and Uncharted? What? I'm in. I want this, right? I'm assuming it was compulsion. I thought it was compulsion. Anyway, I think it is. Anyways, and they were on ILP. One of the one of the devs was on uh, the ILP show or whatever, right? And that was years ago. I want to see that game. Uh, I want to see Fable in action. I'd like to see Indiana Jones, okay? Because, you know, the movie's coming out in a year. I want to see Indiana Jones. Other than that, I don't need to see any more of that. What we need to see, okay, is what is coming in 2022, because the thing is, you do not want the end, that show to end and have the same narrative of, well, I guess we got some great shit coming, but we got to wait again. Right? But we still got to wait. You do not want people walking away from that show saying, we got to wait. You know, what you want is what is coming right now. And that means third party. Start putting your money into third party for the rest of 2022. I want to see Lego Star Wars, um, uh, the Skywalker saga. I want to see that. Something went wrong. Try again in a few seconds. (laughs) What the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) You better tell tell your uh, your, uh, Xbox Connect to calm down over there. I don't, that's like my sound bar. I don't even know what the hell. That is really funny. Oh, maybe it was trying to uh, Bluetooth connect to me or something, like trying to meld technology with human. Uh, anyway, um, here's the thing. Something about like I want to see this. I want to see the Skywalker saga in Game Pass. Okay, they have they have a tra- They have a, a relationship with Traveler's Tales. They can get it done. Dying Light Two, which of course they put money in towards the development of that game. I want to see Dying Light Two in there on June 12th. I want to see. Okay, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. It better be in Game Pass this summer. Whether it's June 12th or not, I don't really know. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I want to see that in Game Pass this summer, or at least maybe this summer, this fall, or whatever. Deathloop, once that one-year exclusivity is up, I want to see that in Game Pass. I want to see Gotham Knights in Game Pass. I want to see Saints Row in Game Pass. And if anybody thinks that I'm absolutely insane, I'm not. Because if you lost two massive games like they had coming out, then you better back it up because the thing is you got a truck full of cash sitting there. You start <laughs> dropping bags off at every single door and you start making everybody saying, got a war who, when you got all those games coming out. That's what you got to do. You want to take, you want to uh, drop the narrative of they got nothing coming. Then you got to do what Sony does and you own those third parties so that everybody thinks that those games are Xbox exclusive. Look at what they did with Outriders, by the way. Outriders came out whether you loved it or you didn't love it. I love that game personally. When it came out on Game Pass, guess what? Everybody basically thought it was an Xbox game because the way they marketed it and the way that everybody talked about it and the way and the fact that everybody was playing it on Game Pass, then they got to do the same thing. Then you got to take the mind share back, but you got to do it with third party. And that's what they got to do at this show. And that's what they need. That's what I think they need. I don't need to see uh, Hellblade for the fourth time. I know it's coming. I know it's going to be amazing. But I don't want to see a game that's coming out in two years. They need to solve today's situation. You know all those Series S's that they're selling like mad right now? Every single month winning NPDs with the Series S? Do you think they give a shit about Fable in two years? 
or Elder Scrolls in four years. They don't care about that. They got a Series S. They want to play it now. So you get games on there now, and you market the hell out of those games on that Game Pass, and that's where you're going to keep those new Series S owners in the ecosystem. That's what I want. But Mag, I was told that the Series S is only for children that play Peppa the Pig. Stop the count! (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) By the way, I want that Peppa Pig game. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. My, my my daughter would love that, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I might actually buy that. What the yeah. hell? And um, I'm gonna po- I'm gonna post it all over Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I think they need to do moving forward. They need to uh, they need to get all those things out there. They need to get those games out there, and they need to get those casuals to look and say, "Why did I buy this Series S?" And then you know what? On June 12th, let Xbox give you the reason why, not promises of the future, because you buy something. It's like buying a new car. And then you're going to enjoy it in two years. The hell is that? Yeah. Right? You buy the new car, you want to drive it today. All right? So, I, I mean, I'm not discounting the fact that there's also 500 games in Game Pass already. Right? I, I, I understand that. I understand that. But you know how it is with gamers and with everything else. It's what have you done for me lately. Right? So, they want to see what the new hotness is every single week, every single month, whatever. You got to you got to make twenty you got to own twenty twenty two with all those third parties and like I said give not just the hardcore but also those casual fans who all bought those Series S's give them a reason to turn that thing on and to keep looking forward to it because you know what when they're distracted with all those third party games for the next year or whatever and having a great time doing it that's when you start hitting haymakers with Starfield and Fable and Avowed and and Call of Duty and everything else that's going to come out Diablo four and everything else when that deal gets closed. That's how you yeah. do it. And that's how you win the weir- the year. And that's how you win the mind share. That's how you're going to do it. Yeah, man. I, I, I can't really disagree. Like they, I think they need to they, they probably had thought about doing something after the, those delays, but maybe who, who knows whatever the surprises they could have in store. A shout out again to the Italian clowns. Hey, uh, with the $5 super chat. Uh, What's up, brother? He says, shout out to my Italian Canadian friend, Dan eh, Mag. What's up, man? What's going on? What why are you accent? Mexican hey, all of a sudden? I, I, don't, I, don't what I don't know what I am anymore. I'm all confused, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Don't even, like, Saskatchewan? Hey, it's a me. I'm from Saskatchewan. You know, what's up, ladies? Hey, I... ladies. <laughs> what is happening right now? It's for me. This happens just... every Friday, okay, Meg? This is hey, what happens. What's up? You like what you see here, ladies? Hey. Holy Jesus. <laughs> what? I mean, I, you know what? For once, I'm going to for words. Can you imagine? <laughs> what movie was that? Grown Ups 2, I think. You know? That was, a, that was actually a really funny movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought Shaquille O'Neal was really funny in that movie. Like, really funny in that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Uh, underrated. Yeah, I, I, I'm an Adam Sandler that. fan, okay? People hate the guy a lot of times. I've never lost love for, for the Sandman. Um. All right, hey, <laughs> Mr. Joanna Dark, what's up? Pong, Pong Soul, do you agree this is with why he doesn't get any? Po- Just kidding. What, what, <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> any what? What, were you, what, what? what word were you going to say, sweetheart? Pudding. Pudding? Kitty meow. Kitty meow. Hey, uh, Pong Soul, do you agree with Mag? You think like they need to drop the bag here for 2022 to, to help fill in the gaps? 
Well, yeah, of course. We talked about this. I just don't think they can fill in the gap um, unless they get Modern Warfare 2, which Dealer last night on PM and the PM still thinks is a possibility, um, which, again, we know the marketing deals got to still be with Sony, so I don't think so, but that's the only thing that could come close. Um, I don't think Mag's wrong for asking for all that. I just don't think Phil is in the mood to do that. I just really don't think that he's going to do all of that. Now, I think they're going to have some surprises. I definitely think that's the case. Meg is on the right track when it comes to, uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII, the remake. If that is now actually not exclusive anymore and they can get that in there, you got to get that in there as quickly as possible. You also got to get Persona in there as quickly as possible. Again, this is all niche kind of titles. I mean, Final Fantasy is big. It's going to be a big draw, but a lot of people have already played it, but you got to cover as much as you can. So if they can do all of what Meg said, I'm all for it. Go for it. You know me, Mav, you know me. What I've said though, otherwise they just need to lean into this. They can't turtle right now. They can't cover up and say, Hey, we were really scared to tell you, but you guys all got to wait some more. You can't turtle. You just got to lean into it. And that's why I said that if you don't have it in you to make it up, if you don't have the third-party deals to start filling those holes, then you got to lean into the future. And you just got to be like, look, it sucks. We're asking you again to wait. We understand that. We understand that this is not going to help us sell Game Pass. This is not going to help us this holiday to sell consoles, but you got to believe, and we're going to show you why you need to believe that all of this is coming, and they need to open up the Christmas presents, some of them even earlier than maybe they wanted to. Um, Like I said, you know, Phil's the candy man. He's got that bag full of candy that he carries around with him that anytime he needs to, you know, give us a sweet treat, he just pulls something out of there. And I've said he needs to pull out a handful come June 12th. It can't be any more, hey, here's a couple pieces for you. It's got to be, hey, Hey, here's a couple handfuls for you. We know that this isn't what you all want to hear and what you want to see, but look, this is it. We got, we got what we got and here it is. Um, but no, I agree with Mag wholeheartedly. I mean, we, if at all possible, we already you know, got bug snacks and game pass. What else can we ask game of the for year. this game year? Of the year. I mean, I think, I think we did just learn that Mag's actually just really cheap and he doesn't want to buy games and he doesn't want to support the developers. <laughs> he doesn't no even want to buy gas developers. anymore. He got electric cars because he doesn't want to have to pay for shit anymore. He, yeah. it, well, he's you Canadian. Know? What do you expect? Like, Jesus. Hey, doesn't even want to pay for health insurance. What the hell's Hell wrong no. with you? <laughs> you got to go get Tim Hortons every morning. That's yeah. it. I just put my hands back and let the government pay for it. Yeah. By the way, they, you know what they, by the way, you know what they put on our, um, you know, they put on the, the medical benefits now, a uh, marijuana. So we get free weed too now. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Really? Okay. All right. Wow. All right. Oh, oh man. Come and on I, up. I'm going I'm to get, I'm going to get glaucoma and move to Canada. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. You don't even have to do that. Just tell them you're depressed. And they'll be like, here you go. Here's weed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so so sorry, but I got to ask you, you know, I'm feeling a little down right now. Do you have any of that free weed for me there? Sorry, please. (laughs) Oh, dude, they'll just give it to you. Just be like, yeah, I'm kind of depressed. You know, they're like, here you go. Free weed. It's all part of the medical. That's not enough. I'm a little bit more sad than that. What you gave me. uh, You think you could give me a little bit more? eh? Like, fine. Here, do here. Do a couple of bumps of Coke. You'll be fine. Get out of here. (laughs) Have a nice day, you hoser. Yeah, <laughs> not bad, not bad. Um, listen, I do have to run now, boys and yeah. girl. So, uh, you guys, what an absolute blast it was to be at this show today. You guys are absolutely wild, and uh, man, it was fun to, to to chop it up with everybody. So, yeah. Anyways, it was a great time. But anyways, chat, 
You guys are amazing. Anybody that I didn't say hi to, listen, I didn't type anything in the chat because I didn't want Rand to think I was sleeping on the job again. So, uh, you know, I just kind of looked down, whatever. But I'm saying hello to everybody this way. But uh, Mav and uh, Jasper Punk, Soul, Caitlin, Fuzzy, Belvedere. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Hey, Meg, Meg, before you go real quick, Mr. Joanna Dark brought it up, but it was in the back of my head. I'm sure you already plan on it, but when that pony fighting game comes out, I do expect a video, brother. I do Uh, expect a video. You are not only getting a video, I'm going to live stream it in my pony outfit where I got the horn, and I've got that uh, tank top with a unicorn on it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. 100% that's happening, guys. But uh, anyways, in all seriousness, folks, I got to run. So anyways, we will talk soon, everybody. Everybody have yourself a great night. Matt, thank you for the invite to the show. Hey, bro. Thanks for coming on. I know you're going to have a blast blast tonight. Uh, Check out everybody, his Twitter. You know, yeah, yeah, you guys know where to find me. You know all that nonsense. (laughs) All right, guys. Everybody have a great night. Take it easy. Later. My God, now we can have somebody else a chance to speak. Oh, oh my God. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shout out to Mac. I hope you have a great one, man. Uh, I know you're going to have a blast. Hey, nah, um, he, he came in guns a blazing because oh, he knew it. he was short on time. I, I, love, so. I love Mag. I love Mag. Uh, <laughs> all right. Buzzy, do you have anything What you want to say? Oh, yeah. Um, well, like when it comes to like uh, the Callisto protocol, just Let, let's on start over. Are we going to start over? Yeah, let's just start over. <laughs> <laughs> no, like with the Calisto protocol, I, I was looking forward to that game yeah. beforehand, and I kind of had like an inside joke, like watch EA do something after they announce this game, and sure enough, EA has Dead Space coming out early next year. So we got Calisto protocol in December, Dead Space I think in January. So you know, a couple of weeks to kind of you know in between, but um, yeah, that that game looked amazing, and you know, it was nice of Sony to advertise some of these third parties. You know, I'm probably going to wind up picking it up on Xbox, unless I find out all of a sudden just like with stray that it's going to be in their premium or deluxe service (laughs) but um yeah that that was a a nice surprise and uh i'm so glad street fighter uh six is multi-plat like i bought five on my Mm, uh, ps4 i i it was a bad experience i bought it at launch I, I should have learned from early days of Street Fighter. Wait until they come out with like the Super Alpha Turbo Edition or whatever. But no, nah, I was like, oh, I'll get it day and date, and was so disappointed when you know that connectivity didn't work, and you know finding matches didn't seem to work, and then it was like, oh, no story. Oh, so everything is online. Yeah, this was not what they told me, but yeah, it, it's great that it's going to be multi-plant. Hope they do some crossplay. So for those that still want a console war, console war, you know, in Street Fighter, hey, do it, do it the old-fashioned way. But um, yeah, Street Fighter. As much as I love King of Fighters, as much as I love Killer Instinct, I like this new look for Street Fighter. It's pretty much about time they've kind of dropped the cartoony uh, aesthetic and go for something that's like hyper real, but like modeled almost like the cartoony stuff so it, it was pretty cool especially with the the particle effects and stuff like that and mm-hmm. man i i just can't wait until was it june 12th which i'm gonna be out there in la so uh, man the the excitement level is building slowly but surely and i'm, I'm just trying to you know remain calm because i don't want to give myself a heart attack while i'm out there you know so are you going being, to the fan fest what's that are you going to the fan fest Yes. Yeah. I got oh. the uh, uh, invite to do the watch party for the fan fest and stuff. So that's awesome. 
Everybody yeah, tune in. Yeah. We expect some exclusive coverage here on Fun Speculation from Fuzzy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'll, I'll awesome, definitely man. try to see what I can do as far as whether it's live stream or hop in on the podcast too that's doing the live stream. But man, I, I, I this is going to be my equivalent of an E3 appearance because really wanted to go to E3 and it's like, oh, yeah. once I retire, E3 disappears. Imagine yeah. that. It's, it's be awesome <laughs> going to be able to meet some people there too, probably. You know? uh, yeah. Fuzzy, Fuzzy, we're going to give you a wish list that you have to pass to Phil. Okay, because Phil's going to be out there. So we're going to give you a wish list and you got to hand it to him and be like, look, get these done. Okay, yeah. we're going to have a big giant list of games. Okay, just like sneak it in his pocket when like you introduce shake hands, you know, because it'll be mm-hmm. a meet and greet. Just like Reverse stick it in his pocket. pocket, you know, so he doesn't know. And then he'll like, his wife will like uh, be like talking to him or whatever. And like, they'll be doing laundry like together. And just, and one of them be like, hey, what's this in your pants? You know, and then like. They'll be like, oh, it's a note. And yeah. it's like, it's a it's a note. And it says from Fuzzy. Who the fuck is Fuzzy, right? And it's, and it's like, it says uh, bring killer instinct and all this stuff. And it feels like, okay, oh, yeah. well, it's supposed to be a sign from God. I'm going to freaking do that now. Let's go. Um, shout out to Italian Clowns is also going to be there, he said, Fuzzy. So you'll be able to meet the bearded one, uh, awesome. the godfather awesome. of respect himself as well. And he had, uh, oh, I already read that stupid chat earlier. I'm sorry. I did it in a stupid ass voice, so. Uh, but yeah, shout out to clowns again. Uh, it's gonna be awesome to see uh, your content as well from there, uh, uh, clowns. If you're gonna be doing that, um, so uh, Jasper, any other takeaways from the from that play, state of play before we play Spider Man on the PC? I'm excited for that because I didn't yeah. play it on PlayStation, so I'll play it on PC. Right on. Get to finally play that game. Uh, obviously, Callisto Protocol. That's uh, excited for that. That's about it, really. From, I think the PlayStation. Yeah, that I you, you weren't excited like. for Stray. No, I I don't like. Well, I was going to make something, but that would just sound make me sound bad. So <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, babe, did you catch any of the show yesterday at all, or did you see any replay stuff at all? No. <laughs> I forget what I was doing when the show was on. Oh, I, I was cooking and making dinner. Yeah, yeah, you were making dinner. Yeah, it was really good, by the way. Yeah, I thought so. Thank you. <laughs> um, there was a there's a cat game called Stray that. Yeah, may... I've seen. I've seen that. Are you interested in that at all? The, no, the cat it's game? fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Pong's I a big hope... fan. Huh? Pong's a big fan of Stray. I, I mean, I am not surprised. Well, there. he also likes <laughs> OFK, so. Um, it just. Like, story. I don't know. I just don't want to walk around like as a fucking cat. It doesn't do anything for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, what have you been? Have you been? Uh, I want to give us a chance for you to talk about something that you've actually been playing that you haven't been enjoying. Can we take like a few minutes to talk about Sniper Elite Five here, real quick? I just finished all the achievements today on it. Did you really? Nice, bro. Like, were they hard? Uh, the hardest one is beat it on authentic, but there's a way to like cheese it. So, I, I cheesed it. Okay, it's grindy, but that's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kate, do you, how much do you like this game? Uh, I like it a lot. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I just never have anything like in depth to like say like. Um, but no, I, I love it. Just the matchmaking is ass. Yeah. Like, gosh, I would like be playing it literally all the time. If the matchmaking was better, I hate, 
and I know this isn't just this game, but I hate when you like have to join in a game that's already started. I don't like games like that. Yeah. There's not, um, there's not a whole lot of matches to pick from on the server browser either. I don't know if it's that there's just not that many people playing it well, online. Well, you talk about the what? custom games. Yeah. I don't like to play the custom games. But that's uh, the only way we can play together, which that's yeah, another issue. I've been playing right. mostly by myself. Um, right. But also, like, even when you're not doing the custom games, I feel like sometimes the games will just, like, end. Maybe it's, Maybe that's only the custom ones. When you do quick match, all it does is it quickly searches for a custom game lobby and throws you in it. That's how quick matching works. It, it with custom games, you just browse the open servers. Right. So quick match, it just throws you in there. So it's the same server list. It just throws you in one with, with quick match. Okay. So the host can end it in the end of the entire game. Right. Well, one one of them I was playing, I entered in and I killed somebody, and then I was removed from the fucking game. Uh, I don't know if, how the host works in that game. The host might be able to kick you. That was that was a no girls allowed lobby, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. That's just stupid. There, there's there. Okay, so I, one thing I've noticed, like you said, babe, like the there's like some interesting characters because there's not a whole lot of servers usually uh-huh. listed, and so I I'm I am running into either people that are obviously have hacks going on PC that's um like insanely obvious. Or I'm running into like people that are like just playing ridiculously stupid. Like I, I don't know. Like um, I there's I'm having trouble getting regular competitive matches that just have a good balance, right? However, it's still fun to play. Like I think the sweet spot for this game for us would be if we have big lobbies of custom games with our friends, because it yeah. doesn't take a lot of players to still make a fun match, and that because it's a sniper game. You know what I mean? Um, I was. Oh, I was also gonna say with the um multiplayer, like I have everybody's like audio off, mm-hmm. and even when I'm in a party, their voices still come through. I think you just you might have like you may have to just turn down the volume like in-game volume in-game chat volume maybe that will fix it so like they'll still be they'll still technically be talking but you just won't hear it well so she has that and i've noticed this too like even though you have that as your default setting like they will still come through and then you have to like turn it on and back off again so it doesn't like stay with the right setting you have to like reactivate it in a way so they'll they'll the voices will come through regardless i tried that and it still doesn't work for me right so. Hmm. Uh, there is uh, some bugs like i noticed like i can't tell if it's like either my elite controller is just the right bumpers going out but like i'll pop a med kit and i'll hold it the entire time it'll go all the way around and then it just won't use it so i have to hold it again it goes all the way around and then i also had that one with the smg where my smg kept reloading constantly and i couldn't do anything with it it's an awesome game to get in game pass so i was actually really surprised that you liked it as much as you did babe because it's like pretty yeah i'm surprised too pretty hardcore but i'm glad that you do uh, Pong Soul loves this game. I'm not as good well. at it, but you're, you're getting better and better, babe. You're getting better and better. Um, did you play to beat the campaign yet, Pong? No, not yet. Uh, Steel and I got to chapter seven, so uh, yeah. and I haven't 
play because I've been so damn busy this week. I played by myself a little bit, just rerunning through uh, the campaign, uh, the earlier missions, trying to get some of the side stuff done that we might have missed or the special kills that you have to do um, on some of the assassination attempts to open up some of the guns and stuff. But uh, no, this game is fantastic. Again, I'm a big fan of Rebellion. I've been playing these games since PlayStation uh, 2 uh, when they first came out 16 years ago. So um, no surprise to me, but I will say that Rebellion did a fantastic job with the added stuff that they have done. These mission levels are gigantic. Like some of them are ridiculous in the different ways you can enter and complete missions, um, you know, traps, all that kind of stuff. They've taken it up to another level with that um, and absolutely having a great time uh, with the game. Again, this was not a shock to me. I was extremely surprised and happy when it was coming to Game Pass. Um, And uh, I think a lot more people are discovering it, like Caitlin, a perfect example, just people who may never have given these things another, you know, a second glance because they were never AAA. They were never like this huge thing. People kind of knew about them, but they were were very niche. Uh, And now people are getting to understand how good these games can be because they are like on, on, on a level, if you want to play it like Splinter Cell, this is like a World War II Splinter Cell in a lot of ways. And I think that that surprised people because people didn't realize, uh, yeah, you can go guns blazing, you can do all that. But at the same time, if you want this to be a, you know, a real stealth heavy game, man, you got to put the time in. You got to learn the AI patterns. All the same stuff that came with Splinter Cell is in this. And I think people are starting to appreciate Rebellion for the developers that they are. That's why I've said that after this Activision Blizzard deal, I'd love to see Xbox go pick up Rebellion because you give these guys a bigger budget, more time. I think you got something really special as far as a team goes. Again, how many games last, how many franchises last for 16 years with the same main character over and over again and continuously get better with every iteration? Not too many franchises can say that. Um, but this is one of them. And again, what they did with the effort that they put into include FSR uh, 1.0 in this, you can really tell the water effects in this game are amazing. Um, this team's got something special about them. They've grown together and they really do uh, have the talent to put out something that would be even beyond what we see in these games, I think, given the right situation. So uh, big fan of this game, love what they do. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to jumping back into it this weekend for sure. Right on, man. Uh, Fuzzy, you've been playing it at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, me and the Blue uh, played this, I would say, for about three or four mission levels. Mm-hmm. Went back and did some of the collectibles. Haven't unlocked all the guns, but unlocked a lot of the uh, the attachments and things like that. So it this game is... I, I wish there was a more modern-day version of this game. Sniper I, Ghost Warrior. That's yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I just... I. I love this game, but I, I just, I honestly wish there was more to it as far as like, like I, I've completed the uh, campaign and I'm, I'm halfway tempted to either buy the DLC to finish, <laughs> go after Hitler or, or, um, you know, just replay it and just, you know, try a few different things, do different approach angles. Like I, I like the replayability factor of, of this game, just because, you know, certain ways, I've uh, either killed some of the, the the enemies or or just by accident, like I went to get a headshot and actually hit the uh, uh, the canister behind him and blew him up. And then because he blew up and flew into a vehicle, the vehicle ran off the bridge or, you know, just random like 
stuff that could happen just based on like some of the things that you do. But uh, yeah, it's, it's an awesome game. Uh, I played four. This is, I would say a big step up from four. Um, But yeah, it it was one of those games I always, I I never wound up purchasing prior. So having it in game pass was a definite benefit. And, yeah. and Fuzz, Fuzz, you know, uh, Jasper just mentioned it, but if you do like this and you want a little bit more mod, I would, if you are enjoying yourself that much in this game, I would go try Sniper uh, Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 uh, okay. because it does run at 60 frames. It's a modern setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do like this, like that kind of hardcore feel, uh, you're not going to get the x-ray kills per se uh, that you right. do and get this game, but go try that because I know you're, you, you know, you do like your modern shooters. I would yeah. definitely try Is that Sniper on Ghost Xbox Warrior Contracts 2 as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got actually. A, I got a, that game and like gifted to yeah. me or something while back on Steam. Yeah. But no, I it's on Xbox. Play, it's fantastic. I can't play yeah. damn PC games, man. Like that. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I suck so bad at it. Uh, it just ruins it. No, for me. I I picked it up on sale at Best Buy for like fifteen bucks mm-hmm. back uh, a while ago, and it, I got to get back to it because it is freaking fantastic it really yeah. is good right it yeah, i think great. it came out like around the launch time of the new consoles like it was like supposed yeah. to come out on playstation but they delayed it because they're like we're having trouble making the playstation 5 version so they delayed the playstation 5 version yep. for like six months mm-hmm. right on yeah um everybody thank you for tuning in if you wouldn't mind hit the like button share out to your uh friends on twitter and everything uh if you're not subscribed uh subscribe to the channel and, and all that kind of stuff i appreciate all the support um I, i'm trying to do the dealer thing like he's he he did it in the middle of the show <laughs> yesterday and he's like hey you guys gotta do this so like hey you know um gotta, i gotta say it every once in a while guys so appreciate the likes which appreciate all, all support also uh shout out to lord roughness a uh, member for 12 months it says hello ultimate family sorry i missed mag well i'm sure mag is sorry that he missed you too um a quick shout out to everybody uh bob's adventure with scooters <laughs> shout out to you <laughs> stuff stuff sean so what's up, man? Fifth Horseman, John 907i. Um, Doggy Dog. Uh, I saw a little bit of you guys' show earlier as well. Doggy is absolutely awesome. General Spartan 27, what's up? Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um, Abacab72, how's it going? Anthony Chipmunk, good to see you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jigga J, what's up? Uh, I already mentioned Italian Clowns. Alvin, what's up, man? Uh, by the way, we were watching... Uh, Rescue Rangers. No, that's not Alvin. That's a different chipmunk, though. Chip and Dale. Yeah, Chip and Dale. Yeah. Well, they're both chipmunks. <laughs> I mean, they're all chipmunks, right? So, like, I don't know. It's Chip. What? Uh, Chip and Dale is chipmunks, but also, is, yeah, Alvin and the chipmunks, right? So, Chip yeah, and Dale yeah. chipmunks, right? They even have like a little line where they're like in the new movie where it's like Alvin or something like that. Those chipmunks or something. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I forgot yeah. What it was they like make fun of them. Uh, shout out to Mr. Joanna Dark, FarQ as well, um, or AKA the Pony Master 420 as we've come come to know him as. And by the way, that uh, Twitter handle was actually not available. It's somebody that has zero followers, uh, started their account in April of 2020, and he I was also going by PS Pope on his name. So interesting there. He has a Pope head with a PlayStation on top. Uh, so check that out, that account. Uh, if you want to find the real PS. <laughs> A Pony Master 420. Um, yeah, guys. Um, so let's let's get into some more discussion here. Um, yeah. Now we have uh, this showcase coming up. Uh, but oh, before that, before we get into that, I want to discuss Assassin's Creed Origins because it's it just hit Game Pass. Hmm. 
And it also got that update that we didn't know if we were going to get with this, but uh, it looks like it's here in time for Game Pass and everything. And you were playing at 60 frames uh, at Pong Soul. And uh, how's it how's it feeling? Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, this is the only mainline Assassin's Creed that I had not played yet. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, I don't know. I was trying to think back what was going on. I think this is when did this come out originally? 2018? 18, I think. Was yeah. it? So this is when I hopped back into Xbox again and I was replaying everything like Gears 5 and stuff that I had not touched yet, Forza's. And I was getting back into Xbox again. So I just skipped this one, even though I'm, an, I'm a huge, huge Egyptian mythology fan. Like I like I said in the background, Greek mythology 1A, Egyptian 1B for me. So I love the setting, but I just never hopped into this. And I, boy, am I glad I waited because this game is absolutely gorgeous. 2017. Um, 2017. Okay. So, yep, right around that time when I was hopping back into Xbox One. Um absolutely fantastic at 60 frames i saw somebody posting i have not verified it yet but somebody has posted it was in a foreign language um and but somebody had translated it that they they were saying it's confirmed that it's running at 2160p uh on uh xbox series x and i would believe it it is drop dead gorgeous there's some funky stuff with it um i was talking about this some of the uh animations walking upstairs and then traveling on your mount um the uh, cloth on your mount, the fabric on your mount, uh, depending on what mount you're using, and their legs. Sometimes when you are traveling, if you move the camera, or even if you're looking at it from the back, the cloth especially, it's probably at like, I don't know, 50, 15 frames per second instead of 60. It's not good, whatever it is, you can tell. But other than that, great game, great setting. 60 frames is smooth as all get out. Um, and like uh, most people have said, and this is what I always heard, is that this one here, Assassin's Creed Origins, is one of the last one that feels like the old school Assassin's Creed. Um, and so far, I would agree with that. It's a mix of like Odyssey mm -hmm. and the old school. And, you know, because you still get the loot now, which is cool. You get the upgraded weapons and, and armor and that kind of stuff. But overall, the feeling of the game is that older style Assassin's Creed, which I absolutely love, of course. Um, so, yeah, no, man, this is a great game. Um, I can't remember. Mav, are you sure? Did it drop in the Game Pass already? I had picked it up on sale, so I've got the complete edition. I'm not sure. I, I, saw, I got that first. I assumed it was because I saw a couple people playing it. So <laughs> okay, okay, maybe maybe it already. I couldn't remember if it was this week or if it was next week when it actually dropped. Mm -hmm. into, is it? Yeah, uh, let me see. Uh, anybody um, out there knows it's supposed to come sure. the seventh. It's oh, seventh, so it is next yeah. week. Yeah, it is next days. week. But the, but, yeah, the update, but the update hit. Yeah, the update already okay, hit. So okay. if you own it, it's there for you, and it's already there. Yeah, it's it, it updated the other morning, uh, at eight a.m. or whatever it was. So right it was on. ready to rock and roll because I had it downloaded. I've had it sitting in my backlog, just sitting there because I picked it up on sale for like twenty bucks for the entire package, um, with all the DLC and stuff. So yeah, no, anybody who wants to go back to this. And experience the 60 frames, I would suggest it. It is freaking yeah. phenomenal. Absolutely love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of it and do the DLC, right? Because it's what I never did the DLC before. And uh, but it's my favorite Assassin's Creed out of the newer ones, right? My favorite all time was two. Um yeah. and then yeah. after that, you know, three was okay. I didn't I don't even know if I finished it. I kind of like lost me. I loved Black Flag. Yeah, Black Flag Flag was absolutely awesome. I love the whole like sailing and stuff, the pirate aspects of it. That's what always had me excited for the possibility of what they were going to do with that skull and bones game 
who knows exactly what's going on with that. I think maybe we'll hear something about that soon. Um, and then we uh, kind of got, we got Origins, which freaking loved, man. I freaking loved Origins. But there was a little bit of an after Black Flag kind of went downhill for a little while, you know. Um, I, I will I will, I will, will say this. Syndicate, to me, is underrated. I think people do not give Syndicate enough credit. I love Syndicate. Syndicate, to me, the setting and all the famous people that you meet and be able to play yeah. as, as uh, I forget her name now, either the female or the male, um, I thought that game was underrated. I thought people gave that game way too much flack. I love the train aspect of it as being kind of your hideout. It's running around the entire city. Uh, just a really gorgeous setting um, in uh, old school Europe. And I, <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish they would give that one the same treatment too, because I think Syndicate could have a second life. It's always on sale for cheap. But I, any Assassin's Creed fans that say, ah, I never really, you know, like you, Mav, after Black Flag, mm-hmm. I would say Syndicate is the one prior to origins that really still holds up the, the Assassin's Creed name. Well, at least for me, didn't unity get some kind of an update as well. Yeah. Unity as well. Yeah. They fixed it. Uh, You could play it the old way unpatched because it was uncapped um, at 60 frames uh, on the series console. But you had the bugs where you'd fall through the ground. Correct. Correct. So is it, did they ever update it towards 60 frames update? as well yes. now i believe i believe it is I updated so. at this yeah. point yes because uh, digital foundry did an updated uh review of it okay so uh, unity was one that like the, because it just didn't like i had a hard time playing it you know at the time yeah. i stopped yeah. and then because of that syndicate kind of like didn't grab me as much yeah. itself I, and it, it seems like it had that whole co-op aspect i believe it yeah, was four player co-op and unity was right. the whole marketing thing um so I, I need to go back to Syndicate and give another chance. I would like I, I'm going to have a hard time if 30 frames, yeah. if unless they do the 60 frames, because after playing Assassin's Creed at 60, I can't go back to 30. You know, I just can't right. do it now. Can't do it. No, 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 no. It, it just gave me that, you know, Syndicate. And I see some people in the chat saying that they loved it or that some of it was janky and there was some jank to it. But again, just the, the I mean, feel that's of Assassin's Creed. That's Assassin's <laughs> Creed. In a lot of ways, you're right, Jasper. It, it, it truly, each one has their own little yeah. thing too. You try to climb uh, up on the right and he goes to the left and jumps off. Right. Like, I'm dead now. <laughs> right. But the, I, I just think the setting does not get enough credit because everybody, we get these big, like the Egyptian and the Greek are fantastic. Black flag with the pirates was absolutely amazing, all of that. But Syndicate was very specific in its feel. And again, the famous people setting, but the gang setting, it gave me that Gangs of New York setting from the movies. For anybody who's a big fan of the movie, Gangs of New York, um, Mm -hmm. just gave me that feeling. And that's what I loved about it. You know, those gang battles that you had to get into and stuff, just loved all of it. Yeah, Syndicate is worth your time going back to. So, yeah. Um, But Origins was my favorite of the new ones, right? Um, it kind of got me back into it. Then, then, or, then Odyssey didn't really click for me. I mean, I liked it, but I think I was kind of played out because I just played so much Origins, you know. And then I was like, okay, now I'm gonna go do another huge ass Assassin's Creed yeah, again, even know? bigger, right? And then, now, <laughs> and then they then, throw Valhalla, and then Valhalla is even bigger. And I'm, I'm super Jesus. impressed by it. It's awesome, yes. but like I kind of yes. missed the, more of the focusedness. And I think Origins was like a great balance for me it was it was you know it was so far that's what i'm seeing it's it's it is that mixture of old with the new perfect middle ground right and towards like assassin's creed now is just another huge western rpg at this point you know what i mean um whereas before it still felt like assassin's creed but it was open world assassin's creed 
Um, and also loved the historical way they did like the tour of Egypt and stuff like mm-hmm. with, with everything. Like there's a whole mode. You can just go in that game and like, look at the different um, uh, uh, wonder, like the pyramids and all that kind of stuff is uh, absolutely awesome. So. Ubisoft has some of the best. And I said this to Ubisoft again, they get, I get a lot of flack, a lot of deserved flack, but the time and effort and the detail that they put into mm-hmm. actually learning the history when they go to do these Assassin's Creed games is second to none in video games. Like they legit are learning the history and actually representing it in the correct way, even though it's in a fictional world, they mm-hmm. really do set out to do that. And you can tell the time and care and passion that's put into that side of Assassin's Creed. Uh, Again, another aspect that gets lost in a lot of the flack that Ubisoft gets for what they've done with Assassin's Creed, but all of it's still there in Mm -hmm. each one of these games, Uh, even Valhalla. Valhalla, man, the Viking history that they've got in that is second to none. I I love that shit, for sure. Let's get into this, guys. We, but the next time we're live here, we'll be like, Friday the tenth, right? It'll be, well, two- be the eighth, wouldn't it? Because you're doing the. Well, I mean for Xbox Ultimate. Oh, okay. Right, and the next, the next Xbox. Yeah, we'll be live before then for sure, several times. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be live uh, Monday for FSP. We'll be live Wednesday for uh, instead of Fun Pop, we're doing like a whole other thing that night. We could be live Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like every day that this this coming week um it's gonna be insane it's gonna be a blast um but what i want to uh get into is because the next time we have xbox ultimate will be kind of like right before the future game showcase you know we'll have uh right before all all these big shows so i kind of want to know um and we'll have just had summer games fest right as well so we're gonna have we're gonna be able to react to that we're gonna be able to like guess what's coming the next day, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but I, what, what I want to do is go around, kind of like I did with Mag, I want to find out what is it that you're looking for? What would make the show for you, right? What do you need to see from Xbox that would be like, okay, they they nailed it. That's what they should have done. That's what they needed to do. And I, and and they, they, it was a huge, I think it's going to be a huge success regardless because they just have too many damn games to announce. But like, what would <laughs> yeah. be the like epitome of a great show for you? So uh, let's start with Jasper. The, the mic the drop moment that like if they just show one game and they don't show anything else if they just like say like the coalition is remaking like star wars the old republic just to go up against sony's kotor remake i would just be like okay that's all i need to see i'm well, done we're the mmo in the show. The- no not the old republic. i mean republic commando is what i mean oh, oh okay i was yeah. like well like coalition doing an mmo the old republic like what um, too many republics yeah republic commando <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, you can see yeah. that. Uh, that that's uh, was Republic Commando the first person shooter. Yeah, yeah, it was like, and you controlled your squad and like ordered them to like shoot at stuff. Yeah, and pull stuff up. Okay, I remember that game. That was a good game. So yeah, I just want like a big Star Wars game to come back. This so on you, Xbox's uh, side. You want to see a X? You want to see a Star Wars game at the Xbox showcase? Yeah, that would do it for you. Like something. So what if it was like another Disney property, like a Marvel thing? Would that do it for uh, you? A little less. So what, what if like, start with Star Trek? Because I know you're Trekkie. Yes, but there hasn't really been a good Star Trek game. Yeah. Right. Well, this will be a chance <laughs> to be the first one, right? You know, like you get Captain Kirk Adventures of the Star Trek Enterprise. Let's go. Like, you don't want it. You want that? I mean, I do, but it's just like 
There hasn't been a good one. Okay, fair enough, man. I so Jasper says that the show is going to be a failure and a complete waste of time <laughs> unless there's a Star Wars game there. So okay, well we'll go with that for Jasper. Uh, what what about you, Fuzz? <laughs> Uh, for me, I, I'll keep it simple. I, Forza Motorsport just needs to blow me away as far as not just the visuals, but some of the added features or what they're going to have at launch as far as the number of tracks and cars and things like that. Like, I think the, the big things that I'm enjoying right now with GT7 that wasn't in Motorsport 7, if they allow us to create our own driver suit, if they allow us to import like either decals or, or anything along those lines. It, it that honestly that's all they really need to do yeah. but I, I i i just want to see some more stuff like they were talking about like drag racing uh with motorsport 7 as like the testing that they were you know upgrading some of the features i hope they go all in where we can now do like the the wheelie bars we can do the parachutes we can you know do different tuning on the motor as far as like set the the ecm to different you know, percentages and stuff like that. Is this or... simple? Well, <laughs> yeah, for me, <laughs> this is simple, but but for them, yeah, it, it, they just really need to to knock it out of the park with motorsport, and that that's all I'm I'm looking forward to. Anything else is just icing on cake type of thing. Yeah. Okay, so you're for you, it's like Forza Motorsport's gonna be there. It just needs to blow <laughs> you away, right? Yeah. I I agree. I, I, I think I think, I think I mean Forza Horizon Five did. It blew oh, yeah. everybody away. But do you think that w- may have lessened the wow factor for motorsport? You know what I mean? Because like I, Horizon Five was so like mind blowing. Plus, you have the whole world that looked gorgeous, and the, when people just see motorsport and the tracks and stuff, do you think it can be even better than than Horizon? Do you think it'll stand I out think that it much can. more? Like the the ability is there. Like if anybody that's into watching motorsport racing on TV, if if it's to the point where you can't tell that you're actually looking at a game instead of like a broadcast i think at that point they they would have trumped you know uh horizon five for the most part but um i I think it's possible is motorsports pitch just going to be like we're using photogrammetry to capture every detail of this track and they're just going to like take you around like a track that exists in real life and like this isn't this is in game but it's with photogrammetry 12k like they did last year with horizon but more focused on like a track for me that that would that would do it or if they have like animated pit crews when you're doing your pit stop as opposed <laughs> yeah. to just being like a you know a cover like selected thing type of deal um any of any of that extra stuff and then like the garage like we've kind of saw that hub that they have where you have your car on jacks and you have the computers and stuff like that in in your garage space mm-hmm. if that's kind of like a a like a living hub of where you can you know do all your modifications and things i think that as well will definitely you know be golden for me as far as that's concerned because that that's that's the type of stuff that you know, sometimes I spend more time tuning the car or painting the car than racing the car. So mm-hmm. all of that extra stuff will, will definitely be well, well, uh, you know, accepted or anticipated type of deal. The the wow factor for me would be if they did something like just don't have like a trailer, but just immediately cut to like a race with no HUD or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a behind the car or like a top down or, or whatever. And then like, and then zoom into behind the car, and then you realize at some point that it's gameplay. 
Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, I thought that was real. You know what I mean? They show you like a news broadcast of like a race, and then it like goes into like a little closer, and they don't tell you that it's gameplay. You just still think it's like the actual real race, and it's like at the end, it's like this is all gameplay. Right. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the, you know, what the (laughs) freak? That was gameplay, you know, because that's that's the next level. You know what I mean? And if Mm -hmm. if they were able to somehow pull pull that off, I think that would uh, blow people away because you need that like you need you need something like to to create a talking point around it, right? Yeah, other than just like, here's our next Forza Motorsport game, and here's you're gonna be able to do this, and you're gonna be able to track race like you always have, and it's gonna be cool. And look, it's more racing on tracks and more cars. You know, I, I mean, think bringing the McLaren out on stage doesn't do it for you anymore. No, <laughs> like it's cool. I lo- I love that stuff, but like for a digital show, it doesn't have the same factor anymore. Like because you got you got like no real big audience there looking. I don't know if they're going to have like some kind of little audience for like the taping. I'm not sure, but like without the whole, you know, big E3 audience thing, the doing stuff like that doesn't have the same wow factor. Right. I think, I think they need to create a talking point with Forza Motorsport. Like Forza Horizon just like blew people away with graphics and racing. And it was like one of the best things people had ever seen. And it's going to be hard to top that now. Not that Forza Motorsport Forza Motorsport should have better graphics because it's more, you know, like isolated into track racing, right? So that you can put more resources into smaller environments. But mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like because Horizon 5 was so amazing, it, like, I don't know if just showing it without making that wow factor moment will, will, will create the same level of hype, you know, because it, we already had that hype last year. I, I need to I need to have that talking point like people like holy shit you know and and create that buzz uh, that's what I want for it anyway um, shout out to Lord Roughness with the five pound super chat appreciate you dude said you know what I think guys they got a shadow drop Forza Motorsport and another game from the twenty three studios has got to be ready to go June and July too whoa that's bold that is bold. <laughs> June and July, why maybe Plague Tale Requiem is ready for that time period, but that's not first party, but it still will have a big impact, I believe, when that game comes out and it gets nines and stuff, probably. Um, and it's in Game Pass Day One. Um Horizon um, Five had the best audio, like I in any game, I think. Like putting like when you first boot up Horizon Five, you hear like the engines in like both your ears, it's like mm-hmm, like kind of rattles. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that's like the best audio I've ever heard in a game is from Horizon Five. Retraced audio. You know, you know what annoys me about Gran Turismo Seven. Um, I, I actually really, I'm enjoying it. Like the physics and stuff are the same as Gran Turismo Two and One mm-hmm. to me, but like the graphics are good and stuff like that. But like uh, the, the thing that annoys me is the audio thing. And it's when mm-hmm. after you're done with the race and you're sitting there and like you get all the rewards and stuff. If you leave it sitting there, you hear this like clanking sound. Oh, yeah. And you realize it's the popping sounds that happen from like a, and clicking sounds that happen when a car like after you turn it off. It's yeah. like cooling down. Yeah. It's you know, when the, when the car is cooling down, you hear all the little. That's all those sounds. It's cool, but it's fucking annoying as shit when it's in your ears and you're wearing a headphone and you forget about it. You're like, what the fuck is that sound? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? And it's like, it's cool for like at first point. like, oh, that was really smart of them to put that in there. And it's kind of clever. But then every fucking after every fucking race now, I got to hear that. And that's the worst damn sound after you turn on it, turn off a car to hear that like annoying, like random clicking sounds and stuff. <laughs> Just like, OK, cool. Little too real. Get it out. Get it out. Because I'm not <laughs> looking at a car. I'm in a menu. that's a black screen with numbers and shit on it. 
I don't know what this clicking sound is. It's confusing me. <laughs> anyway, I thought I was going crazy for a little while. Seriously, I didn't know what the hell it was. Uh, Pong Soul. What needs to be at this show? What would make it for you? What would be the home run when you're like, they freaking nailed it. They couldn't have done any better. Todd to come out and say he's just kidding. 11, 11, 22 <laughs> is back on again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, this is a hard question because uh, again, without Starfield this year, um, you're still it's going to be morning. A, I know it now. Nah, it's just going to be a collect for me to walk out of the show and to be able to forget that I'm going to be missing star. And again, as a gamer, I'm going to have plenty to play. Nobody think that I'm saying that I'm out of games. Okay. That's not me. I'm a grazer. Okay. So, but for me to have Starfield not be there this year for me to come out of the show and be able to say, wow, I, you know what? Yeah. Starfield, you know, next year I'll be, I'll be hyped again. Fine. And to forget all about that. It's going to be a collective effort uh, this time around. It's going to have to be a lot of different things. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be quick here. Mag was on to things when he talked about the third-party deals. They're going to have to come out of the show with some third-party deals. Again, Mag gave us the whole, basically, list of third-party titles yeah. that are available. He wants every uh, third-party game that comes out this <laughs> right. year to be in Game Pass, right. which is awesome. You know, the only, yeah, the only thing I will add, Mav, and this is something that you and I, I think, probably will agree on, because uh, I don't know if anybody saw it, but it was leaked out that Midnight Suns is coming in October. Now, Mav and I were hyped for this game because we're both big for Axis fans, uh, XCOM huge on that, yeah. but we were disappointed when they showed the card system, which disappointed a lot of people that were expecting that we were going to get a Marvel XCOM game, which would have been freaking phenomenal. Yeah, how do they but fuck that up so bad? Paul, I, I, I have no idea. It's like, I have no idea. I don't get it. Can we, go, I, can I, we rant about this for like an hour? Because yeah. <laughs> seriously though, like you got, the, it's like the perfect thing you're like you got the developer you got the you got the, yep. the back you got the 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 bones already there like you got the whole you could all you could do is you got the assets you just change it all to marvel shit and then create a different story it's like it, it just works you know it would have been, uh, been fantastic man but they, obviously they're chasing a bigger audience so they throw in the card mechanics to try to make it more accessible for a wider audience. That's what they did here. It's obvious. That's what they're going for. Look, my hype level for that game is down from where it was when it was first announced. And we thought it was going to be XCOM style, but that leaked this week that it's supposedly coming in October. Now 2k is the publisher and we know how good old, uh, you know, Strauss, 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 Strauss Zelnick. Zelnick feels about subscription services, but this is not his first party game. So I think Xbox, Phil, if they go drop the big bag and go get Midnight Suns, uh, that would be a big thing to me because that was a game I was going to buy day one if it would have been the original style. But now I'm not going to because it is the card battle system. But they reworked it, they said. Or yeah, they, they did, but they're not going to remove the card system. It's still going to be hide it in like abilities or something. In something, something weird. It's not going to yeah. be XCOM, Mar- Marvel XCOM, okay, at the end of the day. So if they drop that in the game pass, that would be a good start. Um, next up, they've, they've got to have a couple surprises. Zenimax is going to have to carry this show as much as Bethesda, unfortunately, you know, again, I'll say drop the ball. You guys all know what I mean. Not having Starfield and Redfall this year as expected. 
Zenimax as a whole is going to have to pick this up. Wolfenstein three. And, and, you know, we talked to dealer last night, dealers on board with this. I know Colts on board with this, that Wolfenstein three has been worked on. Rand and Jez are not on board with this. They don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I think that Wolfenstein three has the potential to be at this show. And I think machine games has been working on it. I don't think they dropped it to go work on Indiana Jones. Um, I think they want to get Wolfenstein three out. And I think that that would be a huge surprise to come out and say, by the way, machine games. Yep. They're working on Indiana Jones, but they have completed Wolfenstein three and that will be dropping in sometime this year, right? Whatever date, it does not matter to me, but that would be a big one as well. Uh, and then to Jasper's point, uh, Zenimax Online, whatever their game is that they've been working on, and we know they've been working on it for a while, uh, if they could come out and say they've got either, for me, a Star Wars game more so than a Marvel game, but either one of those, if they can come out and say they've got a brand new Star Wars MMO for me, that is going to allow me to be who I want to be Jedi Sith, whatever the case may be bounty hunter. It don't matter if I've got that type of new star Wars MMO on my plate and I know it's coming, that will be go a long ways as well. Um, I think that those kind of surprises uh, definitely would hit home for me. And then obviously the one that I've been calling for, we heard rumors that Bethesda had opened up a new studio or had put together a separate team to start doing remasters of their older games. And if they could come out and just show me a glimpse that they are remastering Morrowind or they're remastering Fallout 3 and bringing those up to date, boy, oh boy, that would hit home. I'd be like, cool, this is fantastic. So yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be a show for me to walk out with your description as wow, they really knocked it out of the part. <laughs> they're going to have to do some work, man, for me, because again, Starfield is not there. So, well, I mean, they're going to show it, but it's just, I know it's, it was supposed to be launched this year. And for me, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, last year you were impressed enough just with the visor. Yeah. Master with the Chief. visor on, on Master Chief yeah, as so. a casual Halo fan. Yes. No, that was, it was really impressive. <laughs> it was really impressive. So it was fantastic looking. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be awesome. You know, I, I can't yeah. wait to see everything that we're going to get. I, I mean, I, I think we're all looking for like hopes for different things. You know what we I are. mean? We are. And we are. If they, if they drop Persona, if they get them, if they if they because we've heard Persona 3, Persona 4 Golden, five, Persona 4 Golden, especially finally coming to console after all this. time, If they come out and do those niche ones that I'm into. You know, selfishly for me, that'll be huge, right? I, I, again, they've got a lot of opportunities. It's just we gotta wait and see what they actually have in the bag, yeah. right? That's that's the whole thing. So, gamer uh, Christmas is a week away. It it, it is, is, man. It's crazy. So for me, like, I want them to really lean into Halo, Gears, and Forza. You know, just like <laughs> just like double down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just like rub it in everybody's face. Like, look, I know you like sick of this, but guess what? It's all freaking awesome still you know bring us the the battle royale trailer go with season three content you got forge stuff showing up there then you got forza motorsports and you got forza horizon forge that would kind of piss me off to be honest would it uh then they yeah. then you got they may that wouldn't be surprised dude then you got uh uh forza horizon dlc and then you got the gears collection and they're like hey check out this this is a holiday of gears forza and and halo no. aren't you happy xbox no. fans aren't you happy no 
lean into these studios that you got. Look, Josh Sawyer's Pentiment is going to be there for yeah. sure. Um, that that could be a surprise. Hey, again, it's not going to be for everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like this year is going to be like a mixed bag for certain people because it's not going to be that big blockbuster that just wows everybody like a Starfield would. It's going to be a lot of little games that are just going to have to have a big diverse mixture of them to try to you know, satisfy enough people to say, Hey, look, we, you know, yeah, we're missing some big titles this year, especially Starfield, which was going to be a mega hit, but we got all this other stuff coming now. Not everything's going to be for you, but we hope you find two, three games out of this huge collection that we're showing you that are going to impress you enough where you can say, damn, yeah. Okay. I'm cool. We're good. You know, just wait a little bit longer. Next year is going to be ridiculous, but this year I do have some stuff that is going to appeal to me. I think that's what they got to try to do here. Yeah. So, and in all seriousness, though, like what I what I really think I like I want to see personally um, is, and this is like almost the opposite of what Mag was saying. You know, I <laughs> I I am just a sucker for new game announcements. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's what makes it for me. Every time I see something, I'm like, "Whoa, what the hell is that?" There needs to be two you know? shows: one for like the new game announcements, and one for like for the update. Like, here's what comes up on all the announcements. Yeah, yeah, dude, there does need to be a. Well, here's the status on Avowed. Here's the status on Fable. Here's the status on this. Here's a gameplay segment from this, and this is when they were to expect it. Maybe early 2024, or late 2020. Like, I would love that, and but I think they could do that with how PlayStation does their state of plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I feel like E3 is the place where you announce your big games that's coming out in right. the next like five years or whatever. I, I, that's one thing I like. Like I'm missing the huge PlayStation shows that they used to do, but I do like how they do their updates on their games in development. You know, we've seen them do like these in-depth single shows that focus almost on one entire game. You know what I mean? Everybody gets amped up for it and watches that show and gets this huge dev update on on a game that like Horizon Forbidden West when they had theirs, or Ratchet and Clank, they had one for that. I anticipate we're going to get one for God of War Ragnarok again before it releases, you know. Uh, so I really like that. I think Xbox could learn something and do that as well and save this these big showcases for the big reveals, right? Maybe you know, of course you're going to have some some of those games here, right? And you're going to have updates and especially the ones that are more in line for like 2023, right? Or maybe you have a couple surprises for 2022 like a Motorsport or or something, maybe the the Pentiment game from Josh Sawyer, right? Uh, maybe Coalition side project or wh- whatever the hell you know there, it is, right? But may- maybe save save these big shows to draw the hype and lay out the roadmap of the future of the brand and 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 the more promises of what's to come, not just for this coming year, but for the years ahead, right? And that starts next year, Mav. Next year, I think we're going to see that move to that kind of lineup where they do the smaller shows and then they say the right. big ones like so and, and I, think, have, I think that's it yeah i think they're gonna have so many op- more opportunities too because <laughs> if you add in like activision blizzard as well it just becomes overwhelming and so they used have- to do that with inside xbox major nelson oh. show or whatever but like when the pandemic started they kind of just went away from the, doing that in-person interview every like month or so mm-hmm. yeah but they gotta do something better they gotta do yeah. like a state of play or nintendo direct style yeah. uh showcase they really do and like you said Matt. When, once they add Activision Blizzard, 
that you can't have one day. It would be literally a four hour show for an E3 with all those studios. Like <laughs> there's just no way they could pull it off. Um, you know, which I'd be down for. I mean, again, you and I and, and the rest of us probably mm-hmm. would watch it for four hours and be cool with it. But overall, that's not the way you want to deliver. You're going to have to space out your announcements. You're going to have to give games the spotlight that they deserve. And if you get them in one big show like that, that's so gigantic. Even some of the big titles can get lost. Yeah. People forget what they saw. Whereas that's why they it's so effective for Sony and Nintendo to do what they do. Even the bad shows that people complain about, people still you know, see those games. Even if they're not the games they wanted to see, they still are there watching it every single time and they do get to know some of those games even if they come out of it saying that's not what i want to see that was terrible they still get to see those games and get to know them so yeah okay (laughs) so i I think it was gonna happen next year yeah and as as far as this year I, i still like if they could if they could like come out like and have like maybe like update on you know four four of those games that we know about right that are coming uh, maybe 2023 and then just like just have an onslaught of all those projects that are in development an onslaught of new game announcements just to blow people's minds because so many people just are not aware of the amount of projects that they have in development. We made videos. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, there's so many, like look at all these studios are all making stuff, right? They're all making something and people just don't buy into it because they haven't seen the name of the game yet or, or, or a, or a, tra- or a trailer, even if it's a CGI thing, it doesn't exist for them because it hasn't been officially announced, you know? But if you actually put a visual to that, to that stable that they have with this pipeline of content from all of these first-party studios, you will freaking blow people's minds with the amount of games that are coming to the service and the amount of games that are coming into Game Pass over the next several years. And it will become a thing where like people are like, oh, shit, I guess I can't say anything anymore because holy crap, and I can get into that by getting a console for two ninety nine, and then getting a subscription, and I know I'm good with all those games for these years ahead. It's almost it just like it's it seems like the right thing to do. And if you focus only on this year, then there's not even if you do have some surprises this year, right? For for right now, it's it's great, but there's not like these huge huge releases that they have that's going to move that needle as much as the conversation is for like some of these other games that we know are wow factors that are in development right and gameplay map gameplay you they have it. to for what's the, ready for the 2023 stuff you gotta yes, have gameplay you gotta have gameplay and it's gotta blow people's yeah. mind well, again we have not right yeah right like the avowed's or whatever the case may be that's ready to shine to show people why they bought the series consoles gotta give us that gameplay man that goes okay this is what it's about right that will that will soothe a lot of wounds a lot of you know a lot of things uh, if you give us that like what happened yesterday at the state of play dates gameplay lots of it that's what you want to see and, and with, if with the stuff that's ready. And if you don't think yeah. that would work, if people are like so sick of that kind of stuff, well, we, yeah. I'm only want to see games that I can play now. Look at what PlayStation did back in like the early days of the PS4 generation, those E3 showcases that they had. They announced games that didn't come out for like five or Hopes six and dreams. years. Hopes and and dreams. it sold the promise of the future of that console for that entire generation. And the first half of PS4 generation, guess what? 
they did not have a lot of great games coming out. They did not have a great a lot of great exclusives coming out the first half of that generation. They all nope. came the second half, but they had already sold the promise of that, and so many people bought in because they were wowed and holy shit momented at the <laughs> E3 showcases, right? It was like everything gamers had always been asked for. Xbox has enough games in development. They have all of these studios, multiple teams working on a shit ton of franchises, third-party deals with third-party development studios that they're publishing from great partners like IO Interactive and Certain Affinity. Those are technically rumors, but we can probably chalk it up to almost a guarantee at this point that those things are going to happen. And we're going to see these games at some point. So I'm just like, just just do it now. Let's freaking get it in front of everybody. So we have this thing in front of us. We know that the next five, six years are going to be laid out with a slate of games that nobody can argue against. And we just can't wait to see when the announcements or the release dates are coming. We are going to be looking forward to all the updates and all these games in the future. And that would be like, holy crap. They absolutely nailed it for me because mm-hmm. I live in the hype mode. I live for the future. I live in what's coming. And I love being excited for new games, right? And the other aspect is I want one, one huge thing that I didn't see, that nobody could have guessed, right? That just like hit everybody out of the blue. Like what the hell just happened moment, right? Like, did I just witness that? And they've done it before. PlayStation's done it before. And I feel like they could do that. If they pull out just one moment, I don't know what it could be. You could name a million different things. But if they pull off a moment, let's say like all of Call of Duties are coming to Game Pass Xbox right microwave. now, you oh. know, or like something like that, like some massive news. And it's like, it just leaves everybody in shock and awe, right? That'd be insane. I, I just got to see. I, I can't. You could think of a million things that, that could do that. Um, but like nobody would ever see it coming because it'd be too hard to guess. Just like purchasing Activision Blizzard. Nobody would. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody could have foresaw that, right? Um, I want the, the like a drop the mic moment. Look at know? how fast that wore off, too, man. Look how fast that yeah hype wore off. It's crazy. It's, you have to gamers constantly. are the shortest memories, man. We we're terrible. <laughs> yes, yes, it's constant. You have to. That's yeah. like the new it's a new thing. You got to constantly be in the news. You constantly want to be being talked about for good things. And Xbox has done that for the past almost two years now. They've almost dominated until these last couple stumbles that they've had. And now you see kind of Sony taking back that news cycle again. But Xbox has the sheer volume to do that. They can they can do that in a in a fashion that nonstop drip of information of showcases of stuff. And again, that I think that starts next year going forward, but you were spot on, man. You got to do that. You got to have that yeah. nowadays. You're competing. You're competing with so much content. You're competing with time. To- people have limited time. There's so many things that people can invest into now and gaming has taken the lead because of things that have happened that were unplanned, like the pandemic and stuff that forced people. But now people are getting back to normal life and we're starting to see a little bit of that drop off, which they expected. But you want to maintain and now grow the way that you were prior to the pandemic, which was a nice, slow, continuous growth. You're going to have to do that because you're constantly competing with people and real life as to how much time they're going to give you, what that is going to entail your subscription service, all of that, they've got to have that constant momentum going. Yeah. So. Agree, man. Um, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Uh, everybody is going to uh, get lots of coverage here on this channel for all of this stuff. Like, 
we talked about earlier, you know, we're going to be going live every day next week with, with content to cover all of the gaming news and showcases and everything. Uh, we're still working on the behind the scenes of this uh, community special as well. So far, I've done like 24, I think, interviews for that. I still got a couple more trying to wrap up uh, tonight and tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be a, a crazy thing to, to finish up. And I hope everybody enjoys that. Um, looking to air that either Wednesday or Friday of next week, actually. I was going to do it Saturday, but now we got the Future Game Showcase happening that day. It's got, they said, 40 plus games coming. Yep. Uh, there's a couple, Xbox, Sony, everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's big, man. So you got multiple days, Summer Games, Summer Games Fest. You got uh, Future Games Showcase, and you got the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. It's just uh, going to be an absolute, absolute blast. And I'm glad this dead silence time is over with. <laughs> um, Sony gave us all a gift yesterday, and the gifts are going to keep on giving over the next uh, next ten days. So um, appreciate everybody in the chat. Hey, uh, shout out to everybody again. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you all again. Don't forget to hit that like button, you know, share it out and stuff after the fact, leave some comments below. Let me know what you think of the show. Um, and I hope, hope to see everybody again, but uh, let's get everybody out of here. Um, I don't know if you're back, baby. I know you've been dealing with something, but um, if not, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, fuzzy as uh, outro here. It's always fuzzy Belvedere. Thank you for being here every week, bro. And tell mm-hmm. everybody where they can find you. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. It was awesome having Mag on here earlier as well. And thanks to everybody that came out here in the chat. Uh, for anybody that wants to hear my ramblings on gaming, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, check me out on uh, the shop podcast tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time with uh, Pong Soul and PTK Blam uh, on Monday, FSP on this channel at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Monday with Jasper mav and three bit psychonauts and anybody else that in the uh the fun speculation family that can uh, uh you know hop in at that time and then on friday morning uh next week you can find me on the uh breakfast with boom on mr boomstick xl's channel uh with uh dreadpool mr boomstick uh john wolf web dave and on occasion bitcloud gaming and then right back here, Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time on Mavs channel with the fun speculation family for Xbox Ultimate. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Um, yeah, Fuzzy's awesome. Uh, like all the <laughs> all the shows you do, but man, you're just always like cool, calm and collected and give like awesome thoughts, dude. So appreciate you all all the time, Fuzz, and uh, all the work you do to help make Tidbits a segment there on on FSP on, on Mondays. Uh, all right. The realist himself lord lord jasper um tell everybody where they can find your uh realistic videos and uh and all your lore (laughs) (laughs) okay actually if you go to twitter you can uh type in lord jasper you can find me there and on youtube it's lord master jasper um links in description for everyone on the panel below and mondays it's fsp 10 o'clock as fuzzy was talking about wednesdays not this week but coming back I guess after the whole E3 thing, it's going to be Fun Pop Wednesdays at 10 p.m. And then Fridays, Xbox Ultimate, 9 o'clock. And that's about where I'm at. Right on, man. I appreciate you, Jasper. Um, Pong, the encyclopedia of gaming dating back to the very first game ever created, the man of a million podcasts himself, Pong Soul. Where can everybody find you, sir? 
Yes. What a great night, fam. It was awesome. Awesome to have Mag on here, as always. I don't get to do enough shows with that uh, dude because he is crazy and it is fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And he always brings the energy, which I absolutely oh, love. Oh, yeah, he does. He's awesome. Yeah, it really, really is. But yeah, being here with all of you as well, even though we are short staffed tonight, I absolutely just, again, just to be able to get here on time tonight and do a whole show, it just feels good. (laughs) And I love to see everybody in the chat. Again, you and I have things on Thursday now with PM and the PM. We had a huge show last night, seeing Mm -hmm. some of those same faces come over to Xbox Ultimate, man. Just again, awesome to see everybody here. Love you all. Thank you for coming out and supporting us. Um, some quick note, uh, note too. uh, anybody who watched the state of play that saw that, that likes those crazy wacky JRPGs like me, that turn nights, uh, that dating sim plus action RPG that's coming to PlayStation. Supposedly this was from idle sloth earlier tonight. Somebody DM'd the uh, developer and they responded back and said, it is coming to Xbox and PC later. So Eterne Nights, go check that trailer out if you like that weird, wild, wacky stuff that I do. That's actually supposedly coming to Xbox. There's a chance, which is good news for all of us who do miss those yeah. from the PlayStation side of things. So a lot of those uh, indies do that. They'll go to like something first, and then like three months later, later or six, six months later, they'll come to the other platform. Yeah, it's just good to see more of that stuff coming to Xbox. Again, we're not quite there yet. There's a lot missing. We don't get a lot of the stuff that PlayStation does, but slowly but surely, yeah. that Eastern style stuff is starting to hit on Xbox. So happy to announce that as well to see that that possibility is there. Chip in a chair, as they say. Uh, but yeah, no, great show tonight. Everybody, I've yeah, never heard that before. In my life. Chip in <laughs> got a chip in a chair? It's a po- it's a poker saying. You got, I still got a chip in a chair at the table, so there's always a chance, oh, okay. right? Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. played a lot of Hold'em. I've never heard that before. I, never I, heard I, a chip I, in a chair? I, Come no, on, Fuzzy, man. back me up, Fuzz. Fuzz. Come on, man. You've heard I, it, right? I, I've heard it before. I just I. I'm not big only into when he's visited Minnesota. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, it's used everywhere, not just in poker. Anyways, all right. Sidetracked yet again. Uh, listen, everybody, find me, Pong Soul, Xbox, Pong Soul, Twitter. You guys know that. And then tomorrow morning, get those alarms ready. I sent out a video today. If you haven't seen it, please go check out my Twitter. Retweet it if you feel like it. Uh, but come check me and my brother from another Steel Rain tomorrow. You know we're going to have a ton to talk about because not only the industry stuff happening, of course, we're going to talk about the state of play and what we saw and all that good stuff. But we talk about community stuff there, and there's been some crazy stuff in the community. So who the hell knows where Steel and I are going to go tomorrow morning. But we're going to start your Saturday right, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, living split screen. Split screen is all one word. We're on Mission 1K, so anything you can do to help us is much appreciated but we want you to be there if you enjoy the content we're not looking or begging uh we want real people that want to be in our chats and enjoy what we do over there but please check us out tomorrow morning again 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time 3 p.m bst time uk time whatever you want to say living split screen tomorrow night like fuzzy said the shop podcast is on ptk blam is feeling better we are going to have a show this week which is amazing I miss my Saturday night shows when we can't do it. So tomorrow night, PTK Blam's channel, the shop podcast, me, 
Fuzzy, PTK, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're, it's a nice chill show. We're going to end the night right for you on Saturday, so be there. Uh, Tuesday next week, Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm going to make every effort to be there next week because it's going to be a big show, obviously, prior to the showcase, to the Game uh, game Fest, all that stuff. I want to be there and talk games, uh, especially Xbox stuff, so I will try to be there no matter what next Tuesday. Uh, of course, that's Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick is the man. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Mav, Boxenberger, VJ, N64, Josh, and myself. Uh, we will be there, I'm sure, to talk all the good stuff green. And then Thursday, p.m. and the p.m. is going to be gigantic. P.m. and the p.m. Look, there's that's going to be a crazy day. I've actually taken the entire day off of work uh, just so I can make sure I can make everything. But Mav and I are going to be rolling into p.m. and the p.m. after the whole Game Fest thing and all that PC kind of stuff. PC Gaming Show is the same time as you go live. It's probably the same time PC Gaming Show, but obviously Mav and I are going to be covering whatever we saw at Keeley's Showcase, uh, which is probably going to be gigantic. So we probably will have some surprises to talk about. But p.m. and the p.m. is the place to be Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central time right here on fun speculation channel otherwise it is the golden age of gaming we are coming into the golden age or golden week of gaming coming up here christmas time for us gamers play what you love love what you play and i'm going to be talking to you a lot next week i can guarantee you that be on the lookout i'm going to be a lot of different places next week yeah and what about you man <laughs> well, let me give Kate a, a quick outro here because she's got some stuff going on. But uh, check out Caitlin on TikTok. Caitlin, uh, 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 fan- it's in the description below. Caitlin uh, Fancy, I think is what it is. Exo six one five or something like that. Yeah, Exo six one five. I I can't believe I can't remember the name of the fucking TikTok. I think it's Caitlin underscore Fancy on TikTok, isn't it? No. Uh, Anyway, it's it's in the description <laughs> below, guys. Uh, and check check out all of her vids and stuff. Uh, absolutely killing it over there on TikTok. And also, um, make sure you follow her on Twitter at CaitlinXO615 as well. Um, now, as far as me, you know, I'm right here on YouTube. Fun speculation. Hit the notification bell to find out when we go live and all that fun stuff. And also, um, make sure you check out all of the shows we got coming up for this next week because it's going to be insane. Like Pong said, I will also will be making some appearances here and there um, next week on a Saturday. Um, there's going to be some fun times, but I don't know what's going to happen with the timings of those. Cause I feel like the future game showcase just got put on top of some things that were already planned. So I don't know what's going to happen with the scheduling of some of this stuff, but it's going to be insane. It's going to be absolutely insane this coming week. And I have taken pretty much, I've given notice that I'm going to be highly unavailable from my regular job <laughs> and I'm going to be a lot. We're going to be live a lot. So I tune in uh, for everything we got coming at you. And I appreciate everybody for being here tonight. Uh, we had an awesome chat next week on Xbox ultimate. We're going to have an awesome guest that is going to be very fitting for right before the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Uh, and I hope everybody uh, tunes into that. It'll be a blast. And Hey, have a good one. Thank you all for watching and take it easy. Bye, um, chat. Oh, geez, Craig. Come on. Bye, everybody. <laughs>